Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, July the 26th, 2018. It's another uh, Technical Alpha podcast. We've got yet another uh, other, uh, another lazy summer week of news. But we'll make it happen. We'll make it entertaining. You know, at bare minimum, somebody could scream until they're hoarse. It's always a possibility. You never know what could happen. We can It'll always likely be me. We can, we can always. I don't know. I avoided one specific topic this week, specific, you know, specifically so that I wouldn't throw myself off a cliff. Uh, we avoided that one like the plague. Uh, but uh, but you never know. Maybe maybe something will get me get me going. Gentlemen, how are we doing this week, Mister Mister Black? How are you doing? I'm very busy. Very, 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 very busy. The last two days, I have been in nothing but meetings, on meetings, on meetings, and more meetings. Um, it's almost like I've had more meetings in the last two days than I have in the last three years, uh, which is impressive because there have been times where I've had uh, quite a few meetings in the yes. run of a little while. So um, yes, absolutely. You know, it's been it's been crazy. Um, I I got an offer accepted. My offer accepted on a on another triplex. Mm. So so that's exciting. Um, won't talk too much about it, but um, anyway, I had to find some insurance. Uh, for that, because the banks and lawyer and all that fun stuff need proof of insurance that you're going to be getting uh, before they'll sign sign of course, uh, of the, the financing over and stuff. Um, so anyway, I get a quote. So when I first got the, the property layout sheet, it tells you sort of the estimated expenses. So it goes mm. by sort of what the other, uh, previous owner was paying. And this place is brand new. It was built this year. It's still got a five year manufacturer's warranty on it. Uh, the girl needs to sell. She overextended herself. So I'm getting a really awesome deal on this, on this property. Um, I'll find out how awesome it is tomorrow when I get the uh, appraisal done. Uh, or I get that back, but either, either way, um, she said she was only paying about a thousand dollars a year for the insurance. So I was like, okay. So I went to my insurance company and I said, Hey, you know, how much is it going to, to, to insure this, uh, this property? And the lowest they went was $3,300. So I was like, I was going to say a grand for a triplex sounds really low. Well, it, it did sound, it did sound low, but I was like, okay, that's, That's my, my ridiculous, um, considering that I was expecting because I budget out everything. Like I crunch all the numbers yeah, of course, yeah. to make sure that you know I'm cash flowing a certain amount that the the investment makes uh, enough money. You know I have to put like over six figures down on this property. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like if I'm gonna dump this kind of money in one spot, this money better work for me, or I better find you know <laughs> my my capital a better place to put mm-hmm. it. So when when I added in those numbers uh i was i was barely cash flowing and well, i was i was like cash flowing like 180 bucks a month which was just you know is not worth for that kind of money that i'm putting in no. all my other properties are getting at least 253 $150 a month just in cash flow so you know if if this is going to be my biggest purchase yet i better be doing better numbers so uh i ended up calling like three insurance places the lowest one that I end up uh, finding one at the uh, t- towards the the beginning of the day was twenty four hundred bucks. So I was like, okay, this is starting to sound a little bit better. Um, but then I went to another place. So this is a funny this is a funny little story. So 
I uh, I go okay for since since my insurance was so since they quoted me so high, I was like, all right. I wonder how much they're fucking me on all of my other stuff, right? Yeah, I've of course. I've got five vehicles. I've got you know four properties. Uh, this is gonna be my uh, sixth or five, I guess five units. Um, you know, I I wonder how bad they're fucking me here. So I go to this other place and I get all these quotes, right? So they end up quoting me. Uh, for this triplex, a little over a thousand dollars. So I'm like, perfect, right? And and I asked the girl um, who she was dealing with. I don't want to give too much information, but I asked her what yeah, bank yeah, yeah. or what what insurance company she was dealing with, and um and and she gave uh, her realtor told my realtor, which told me. So I called them, and lo and behold, she wasn't lying because at first I thought she was lying about how much she was paying. So these guys were like, yes, okay, it's going to be a little over a thousand bucks, like a thousand twenty four dollars. And then I go, okay, this is amazing, and all the same coverage, like all the all the you know two million dollar liability, like flood coverage, roof, you name it, fucking top to bottom, fire, theft, uh, vandalism, you name it, it's all there, everything is there. And uh, so I'm like, okay, well, why don't you do a quote for my my principal residence, uh, my other properties, and all my vehicles. So I'm on the phone with this guy and this dude was super like super nice. He was easy. He could speak English. Everything was great. The important so, part. He can speak the important English. Part. So I'm on there for two literally two hours. I, I took a screenshot. It was like two hours and 18 minutes with this guy. And uh, we go through every single property. Right. And I, I go, OK, so what I'm going to do now, make sure you save all this. Um, put a note and he's like, don't worry, we can guarantee you this for 45 days. You can go back to your insurance company right now, see if they'll match it or do better. If not, we'll gladly take your business. So I'm like, fantastic. So anyway, I call my insurance company. Nobody's answering the phone and this insurance company is a pain in the ass. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go down to the branch. So I drive down to the branch. I get down, I sit down with this, with this, you know, lovely older lady. And, uh, I said, you know, ma'am, uh, I just want to go through all of, all of my, my, my properties, my vehicles. And I want to see what I'm, what my premiums are here. I want to see what I'm paying. Cause I've just been with this company for years. Like, and just, yeah, you know, I'd get, a, I'd, I'd get a new car. I'd say, Hey, I'm going to add this car. They tell me how much it is. It didn't seem outrageous. So I was like, you know, okay, that's just the way it goes. Like I didn't shop around much. And usually I'm very frugal and like all about crunching numbers and trying to you get the, the cheapest things when it comes to shit like this. And for the first time, I just didn't do it with my insurance for some reason. I just assumed everything was good. Well, it wasn't. So I get all of the insurance. <laughs> I get all of the insurance rates. Okay. And I have them right here on my phone. And uh, so I'm like, okay, um, how much, how much am I paying? All right. So this new place that I'm, that I'm now with, right. This new place um, was, was, uh, was giving me these amazing rates. So Long story short, so I'm not talking about this for fucking 20 minutes. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm saving. So when I found out before this triplex, so before I, I buy this triplex, I'm saving uh, $2,300 a year. $2,300 a year before this triplex. When I get the triplex, it's it'll be even more. If I would have, you know, I wouldn't have done the deal anyway. If 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 I had to pay the price 23. So I did the math. It was like, you know, my premiums kind of went up over time and stuff. Cause you know, just the way she goes sometimes, but I, I say I would have saved out on nearly $7,000 if I would have shopped around five years ago and I got these type of rates. Now what helped me is 
I when I called back to this other place, I said, you know, um, I'm about and I use this as leverage. So I was like, you know, I'm about to transfer my entire portfolio over here, like everything. We're not talking one house and a car. I'm taking my I'm taking everything in the kitchen sink over here. What can like is there is there anything that you can do for me for for giving you my business? He's like, well, you know, by government law, we can't give any special discounts. I mean, this is just the way it is. We're we're the most competitive uh, uh, in 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 the country in terms of like uh, insurance rates, but what we can do is we can look at your stuff, like your credit history. Now, this company that I had before, um, I already had my bike insurance with them, my motorcycle. It was the only insurance that I didn't get through this other place. So he said, you know, back when you got your bike back in 2014, you know, your credit score was like, you know, average. Um, you know, obviously now you have excellent credit score. Um, and so that doesn't necessarily help you with your cars, but it helps you with your home. Typically people that have higher credit, um, have higher, uh, standards of, of living and treat their properties with a little bit more respect, um, and things like that. They literally, he was just going through all this, uh, sort of things like typically uh, lower income people typically have lesser, uh, bad, bad credit or not as good credit because they're struggling. You know, they're living paycheck to paycheck or they financially making mistakes. Um, I've been there myself, so I totally get it. Um, and when I had bad credit, I was definitely not living as nicely as I am today. So it definitely (laughs) makes sense. So, uh, so anyway, we go through all this stuff and he goes, so what I can do is, you know, for your, for your home, we, we quoted you at $1,200. We're going to chuck that down to a thousand twenty something. And also, you know, your wife, she went to, she, she got a, a college, um, equivalent credit. So we can also, since she's on your policy, we can also knock down because of the company she works with. She has a deal with this specific, uh, company. And so there's an actual discount on that. When it was all said and done, uh, everything was dropped another like 11% from the first phone call that I had. And the best part about all of it, the best part about every single one of it, right? So uh, I'm on the phone and he goes, um, so Mr. Johnston, you know, what do you do for a living? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's going to sound weird, man, but I play video games and and I, and, and you know, I, I do real estate, right? I have a real estate company. I buy rental properties and stuff. And he goes, holy fucking shit. Are you Maximus Black? I was like, yes. He's like, my God, man, I love your boshy playthroughs. He's like, I watched all your boshy. And, and then we were talking about that. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, you know what else? No. He's, like, he's like, you know what else I can do for you? And then it just starts, the list just keeps on going, right? Now he's finding other things that, you know, he's oh, like, oh. no. He starts asking me about like, oh, uh, when was the last time you done this? When was the last time you done that? Um, do, do you have a, um, a, a security system in your home? And um, is it is it properly set up and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, OK, that's going to save you an extra 18 bucks. That's good to know. And we just started going through shit after shit after shit. Right. And it was amazing. And then he said, on top of that, sir, when you bring everything over, you're going to you're going to go down about another 20 percent from all of this, from packaging it all in one umbrella. So I'm like, I just fucking won the lottery today. Oh, you got an umbrella so, policy. And when, it's, when it's all <laughs> said and done, it's well over two grand. It's almost between twenty three and twenty five hundred bucks. And all my premiums for my last insurance company was supposed to go up in September. So I dodged the bullet. I got awesome insurance. I saved some money today. I was on the phone all day with insurance company, but it was a great experience. And shout outs to the guy that, uh, that, uh, you know, or several guys that hooked up. First dude was amazing. The second guy knew who I was. And then the third guy, when I, when I called to actually set everything up, cause I, I canceled all my other 
stuff and I set up the new shit today. The third guy was finding shit for for me to save. I'm like, whoa, what is going on? What's up with this customer service? What so that was my fuck? day. So, yeah, it was great. You know it what was, that was, Jeff? What was that? It was your black privilege. Yes. Obviously. It yes. was your black privilege. Yes. Bringing you all those discounts. Dude, it us, was crazy. Us white you guys know, couldn't go in there and the, get a good deal through insurance company. Panic, you're came muted, from by Jeff. the way. On Discord, yeah. you're muted. Oh, I can't hear you, Panic. Yeah, oh, Panic's my just, God. Yeah. I've been muted go. this entire time. And I've been muted this back. entire time. Beautiful. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, uh, you want to know where all of your savings money came from? Where's that? Because I, too, spent a lot of time on the phone with my mortgage company and insurance companies. And I got charged $2,500. For insurance. Mm. Notably, my flood insurance for my 10th story apartment. Rip. Are they, are they expecting the second coming of Christ to also include a second flood? Well, apparently, like, my mortgage company never sent me the notice saying, hey, you need to give us proof of insurance. And they usually do, but I didn't see it. They didn't send it, so I assumed they had it, which was my mistake. So they're just like, we don't have proof of coverage. We're going to get you a flood insurance policy. And they're like, yeah, it's 2500 bucks. So like, I'm just like, my building's got like this ginormous flood policy after Hurricane Sandy. We got dinged for like $16 million in damage after the hurricane. Oof. So the building's like, you know what? We're just going to up our coverage. And they went for like a $25 million policy. Holy Jesus. So, like, I'm just like, I have coverage. Like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. And since you've been at a deficit for like four months, we're going to jack your mortgage payment up by like $900 a month. And I'm just like, oh, my. I'd be like, no. I was just like, time out. Yeah. No. I have proof. I'm going to send it to you and you're going to fix this. What the fuck? Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty crazy, you know. Uh, and, and on top of that, um, I paid my motorcycle um, coverage like uh, up front, like a like just give them my credit card and the pays for the year. And since I brought all my stuff over, they I automatically save on that coverage. So now they're like sending me a check from like the last four years uh, from the difference of like what I'd be saving, which is like I, I'm just like this is crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know why. I need, this is I need you to tell me what fucking company this is because obviously I'm at the wrong place. Dude, not, man, that, these... not that I have a lot of insurance. I mean, I literally, it's like tenant insurance in my car. It's not exactly yeah, yeah. a long my list. Homeowners insurance is like yeah. 500 a year for this but, place. Yeah, but apparently, like insurance for half. Like the more, the more shit you have, like the cheaper it gets. You know what yeah, I mean? No, they like, do the umbrella stuff. Yeah, pile, they, yeah, yeah. The more you're piling on, right? You know, you got like five cars and a bunch of houses. They just so, start like chunking it, chunking it down, chunking it so down. Like, and, my parents and myself, since we live in the same geographic region... We actually work with our insurance company and we have all of them under like a master umbrella mm. that has as creditors me and my dad and my mom. So we have like three people with like ridiculous credit and they just umbrellaed all of our property. Oh, so awesome. like my dad was my dad worked out the deal with them and we went back and forth. And had we gotten the flood insurance through my guys, I would have paid like maybe a grand a year. But, you know, if I needed to get it. So it was just like ridiculously discounted. It's like I think we're saving like 40 percent because Damn. everything is umbrellaed. Yeah, that that's just how I guess this is how it works. Like I and I wasn't yeah. getting that treatment at the other place. They were just bending me they, over. Yeah. And raw dog fucking me. Dude, they whenever were, I added a vehicle because or a house. You had, you had all that shit with them. Yep. 
and and they're going in Dude. on like long term. No, because what they do is what they, when when people buy, they'll usually start with like one policy on one small thing. Mm. And then over time, they'll just be like, oh, I already have insurance. And you'll just call them up, like Jeff said. That's and you'll be I like, doing. I just got this thing. Can we just add it on? That's what easy. I was doing. Yeah. Um, that's- and that's, what ended up happening was my parents had a different provider forever. And when I got a place, I didn't realize that I could go on with my parents. So I found a different place, and I got my insurance through them. And then my dad... When he was when he was like looking at my insurance policy, he's like, "There's no way this can be good coverage. It's so cheap." And yeah. then when he saw how much I was paying, he realized for like the past ten years he's been getting ripped off by the insurance companies. Yep. So then apparently he went it's pretty it's pretty normal over. that the insurance companies will you just get complacent. Like, yeah. It's so anyway. That was my bad yeah. all those years, but I'm happy that I figured it out and uh, it all worked out for the good. So that was the bulk of my day. Um, and also Kayla's, uh, Honda, um, her passenger side front window, the motor died in it. And so I had to take her car down Already? to Honda. Yeah. I had to take her car it down to Honda. And, uh, I, I was like, uh, cause this, this actually happened when I was in Las Vegas there a couple weeks ago and she called Honda and Honda was like, yeah, you know, your warranty just went up. And I, and I'm thinking to myself, the fuck, I just bought the car at the end of 2000, literally, it was almost 2016. It was in December 2015. I bought it brand new, and the car doesn't what, like even have 50,000 kilometers right? on it. Yeah, it doesn't even have 50K on it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, okay. So I, I call them. I take the car down, and then they call today, and they're like, yeah, your motor's gone, and some belt that runs with the motor is, is toast as well, um, and it's covered under warranty. So... You know, I don't know what they were telling her, but anyway, so it was just you know good what, news. You know after what, good you know news what it today. was? A woman called and they fucking yep. ran with it. Yep. They automatically yep. assume that the woman's not going to know what's going on and that they would just defer to whatever the hell they're being told on the phone, yep. get fucked, and then they, they take all of your shit. They just yep. run to the bank uh, yep. and take that shit. All this insurance talk, the one thing I got to remember to do is I've got to get myself some health insurance before I turn 30. So I've got to like put the pressure on myself when I get back after this little mini vacation I'm about to take and get back Where and start are you going? to the family homestead for a few days and going whale oh, watching with family. Thingy. Yeah. So yeah, so I've got to. I keep. I meant to do it last year and it didn't happen. Now now I'm on the fucking crunch because I've only got a couple of months left. So I got to get myself some fucking health insurance. Start mm. looking around for that. You just turn to dust when you turn to thirty, dude. Uh, I'm I'm already there. I'm well, that's just, a good thing point. about Kayla's Kayla's job is I get put on her union yeah you plan get, right so I don't have to worry about any of that stuff yeah exactly uh, I don't have that luxury I'm gonna have to start forking out what's probably gonna be like I don't know 180 bucks a month or something like that in total yeah yeah uh, to get that shit but uh, it's worth it's worth yeah uh, I've gone this long without it but I should probably get it. Well, the older you get, and I'm learning this firsthand, your body starts to shut down, and things that uh, used to not hurt, hurt, and foods that you used to be able to eat, you can't eat, (laughs) and uh, things in sports you used to be able to do, you can't really do as much, or without uh, uh, pain. So, yeah. I started a diet um, for my weight loss journey. Um, It's been going really well. My pants are quite a bit looser. Um, I've also realized that... I can't rapidly just change what I'm eating diet wise because my body is like, what the fuck is a oh, salad? It hates you. Oh yeah, it it's like, you. what the fuck is a salad, and why are you doing this? Yep. Yes, give me <laughs> carbs like, and sugar now. And it's like there's like there's like there's noises and sounds and grumbles and groans and a. I'm like, what is going on? That's your body trying to figure out what to do with fiber. 
It's like yeah. what is like, what just, is all this fiber? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Right, I had the same, I had a very similar. Uh, although I I eat I eat I'm gonna say like a fifty fifty split between dog shit and healthy. And so uh, when I do it, I, I do get like my body does definitely fuck with me a bit, and it's a little pissed off, and it does the you know what are you doing thing. Uh, but just recently, after the move was done, and I I had eaten basically Tim Hortons. The entire time we were doing the move, and I didn't, I, I haven't gone back to Morton's yet because I can't fuck it. I don't even want to smell it. So <laughs> That's uh, my head today, actually, I, I, I couldn't <laughs> do it if I wanted to. So I, uh, I was the first thing I, I that my body started craving was I just wanted vegetables didn't, and fruit. It didn't matter. It didn't even want protein. It just wanted to eat vegetables and fruit. And so I went to Costco Simple and I bought, sugar. and so I bought like, uh, you know, the, the vegetable, you know, pack, like the, tray? The, the tray thing and, and yeah. whatnot and some, and some fruit. Some and I just started, mm. I just started crushing raw vegetables and yeah. going from zero raw vegetables to like a fucking bowl of raw vegetables every single fucking day. And my body was like, bro, what in the fuck do you think this is? <laughs> Excuse me, you've been eating you've been eating like what is supposed to be chicken wraps for the last two and a half, three weeks. And now and you're I'm gonna pretty try sure that's not shit. chicken either. No, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's chicken in quotation marks. And so yeah, my, my intestines were like yeah, my, just, I was just like I, I used to get meat sweats. I haven't gotten them in forever. And I was I woke getting up vegetable last night. sweats. Yeah, mm. and then my body was just like <laughs> what is what is going on? Oh the cauliflower is getting the bathroom. Go. Oh no! And I'm like, I just had a salad. This is a safe food. Can't have any more blueberries. Fuck. Yeah, I know. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. So that's uh, uh, yeah. For those that are wondering, the healthcare in Canada is free, even though it's really not free. It's for it's for the extra stuff. So like, if you need a prescription, yeah. yeah if you need a prescription or. Um, it's mainly for, for prescription drugs or if any, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's the supplemental stuff beyond like critical care and all that other stuff. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, if you know, you break your arm or something, they're not going to be like, do you have medical that. insurance? No. No, no, you just go in there, you show your health card and they're going to fix you up. Yeah, exactly. No, the things yeah. for me would be like, it'll be dental. Yeah. Uh, and any of those extremes, yeah. Like specialists, like physiotherapists yeah. and Eye all glasses, that, all that glasses, shit. dental, or I already said dental, but yeah, glasses and stuff like that. All that extra stuff outside of, did you get hit by a bus today? Yeah. Uh, and, and you get, you get covered. And normally if you work for a company that's just included kind of like in the States, uh, yeah. except not as broad because it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but since self-employed, you just have to yeah. eat that unless you, unless you opened up your own corp and then you did, you did your own medical plan that your company there's there's ways around that you or can you do yeah, it. You, like, yeah, yeah, you can. Or agenda yeah. type thing like a guild um, guild setup for insurance. Yeah, the, the yeah. easiest way is to just get a uh, is just get medical insurance from yeah, an actual exactly. yeah, exactly. you know, company. Pay your hundred and fifty bucks a month and, and call just it a day. fucking walk no, 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 away. What people yeah. will do now is like there's like a freelancers guild and other guilds of like self employed people. They'll go in and then they negotiate with the insurance company as okay. a group. So what will happen is instead of paying, say, $200 a month, each member of the group, since they're a larger risk pool, will pay like 150 or, you know, 140 bucks a month. So oh, it like brings premiums down as a group. Mm, so it's kind of like working for a big too. company. That's weird. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I bet, yeah. I bet you the people listening at home right now are like, guys, shut 
the fuck? <laughs> You're adults. We this are, is what adults we are, talk about. What are we We're talking like about 20 now? 20 minutes We're, in, we've talked about insurance and insurance getting old. Insurance and healthcare and old and bodies. I turned 32 fruit until you sweat. on Tuesday, all right, man? This is true. You yeah, did. God, I'm right. older. Happy belated birthday. Uh, I've got you? the three zero coming in October, so. You do. You bunch do. Of, bunch of old men up in this bitch. Sorry, and I'm turning, I'm turning 32. Well, I'm still, sorry, I still get like another six months. Your third annual 29th birthday. Sorry. Yeah, you, 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 get, right. you get to, yeah, there you go. You get to come all the way full circle to January. January before your ass is I know is back you're gonna be it. joining the 30 club soon enough uh, soon enough and it and it hits you like a ton of bricks too you're like fuck I'm yeah. fucking 30 I'm yep. I'm going on my way to 40 what am I doing with my life what the fuck dude That's I, had that, I had that thought at 24 and now it's hitting me a second time at 30 <laughs> I'm having like a midlife a second midlife crisis and I haven't even hit midlife yet uh, no, you had a quarter life crisis. Now yeah. it's going to be like a midlife crisis. Yeah, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy like a, a secondhand Mazda, Mazda Miata. I'm going to join the club <laughs> down at the Chicken Burger and just start <laughs> gradually balding and talking about how good Mazda's made this car for so long. Get, get one of little. those Miatas. Someone's got to make a Photoshop <laughs> of Adam being bald in a Miata. Make it happen. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Oh, just you shit. sitting in a Miata would just be like, would make my day. That's like the that's like the two cars, though. Are, are a Ma- and here, here in Nova Scotia, anyway, the midlife crisis cars here are Mazda Miata, or uh, or you get a Porsche uh, a Porsche Boxster, and that's yeah. the two midlife yeah. crisis cars. Yep, I think the and Porsche Boxster is like everybody that drives one are like all the same people. Yes, right. It's it's Absolutely. no one black. No, it's like forty five year old <laughs> yes. male that is just very confused about what's going on <laughs> in his life right now, and it's it's just funny. It's funny. Oh fucking a! It is it is pretty good. Uh, but I always laugh. I always laugh when I see the Boxster because I think the Boxster is ubiquitous. I think that shit's everywhere mm. in North America, States, Canada. It's the Boxster. Everyone hits that age and that's, and that's the deal. But here we've got that stupid Miata club on the plus side before we actually talk about video games, what's known as the MX five. Now, not the, the Miata this year's model actually, actually looks, looks nice. like a good car. It, it actually looks it's, nice. It's yeah. always been an aggravatingly really fucking good vehicle, but it's always been such a bitch looking it looked like a woman's car. Miata's a fun yeah. car. If you ever, have you ever actually driven one? It, no. It's, no, no, but I it's haven't. but it it is like it is the. It's just a fun car to drive. Like I'm not perfect, talking. It's, yeah. it's the perfect road car. Like it yeah, it, it, it has nailed it. There's a, it, it is one of the highest rated cars <laughs> like of all fucking time. But it just always looked like some shit that you know a stay at home uh, mom that had a nanny would drive. I was just really yeah, fucking. You're not wrong. It's really weird, but now it doesn't. Now it looks more like a. It's pushing like a a one series BMW coupe kind of deal. Um, but I actually think it looks better if I'm going to be honest. Anyway, video games, mm, gentlemen, uh, you play them with your hands, uh, and they give you seizures, and uh, you get addicted, and uh, you kill people after you play them. Mm. Ah, yep, cool. Yep. Um. No Man's Sky next actually hit. We talked about it last week coming. It hit. Uh, Panic has, I believe, actually played it. I haven't got a chance to yet because I was trying to blitz uh, Octopath Traveler. I did three back-to-back, like, 12-hour streams. I'm still not fucking done. That game just keeps going (laughs) and going and going. going. Um, But uh, In a good or bad way? uh, Both. Okay. (laughs) Um, so no man's sky next hits. And, um, other than a couple of hiccups that they had for one steam held up the launch for like nine hours longer than they were supposed to. 
Uh, but that happens all the time with Steam. People were blowing up Twitter and everything like it was Hello Games holding on to the game. Like they didn't want their own game out, but it was just Steam's cert process holding the shit up. Eventually it goes live. Good old games version, unfortunately, doesn't have the multiplayer yet. Um, that was they a, did it through Steamworks, so that was probably the main reason why. Yeah, uh, so that was a bit of a, a hold up. And then other than that, just the general bugs that you would expect when a patch comes out and literally rewrites basically the entire fucking video game. Uh, but they've already they've already have hot fixes out and experimental patches if you want to sign up for it on Steam. And uh, there's a patch in the cert process for PlayStation and Xbox. But it's the the big story here is that it's gone over extraordinarily well. There are still obviously a lot of people that refuse to give them any quarter, but um, it's doing well enough that against all odds, we after two years, boys. we're mixed review. Yeah, that was one of the funniest fucking tweets I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Sean Sean from Hello Games tweets out, "We're mixed now, boys," and he has a screenshot on Steam of the, of the reviews being mixed instead of instead of negative. And I laughed out go. fucking loud. It was so good. That's that stemmed from apparently someone pointing out mm-hmm. to Sean um, a Reddit thread where someone's like, "I guarantee you, Sean Murray is running around the office yelling mixed reviews, mixed reviews, <laughs> like cheering." I- I wouldn't blame them either. Shit, yeah. dude. It was like, how many reviews do they have? Like 80,000? <coughs> and it just you know, got bombed. Well, they shit the bed pretty hard, right? So, oh, my God. Uh, pe- pe- so, yeah. People went in on them. They, yeah, uh, they switched their diet over to salad, and that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, exactly. It's what happens. Uh, but, yeah, so th- it's doing um, extraordinarily well. Um, I'm I'm kind of happy I didn't get in on it yet because... By the time I do so, get a chance to get in on, in on it, they'll probably have, like, two different or three <laughs> different rounds of patches, and then I'll get, like, the the better version of whatever yeah. happens. So yeah. um, I can talk a bit about what, because I, I played about, I think, eight hours or so so far. Okay, um, hit us up with so, your uh, your experience. Um, if you're going to reload an old save, um, you're not going to be happy because <laughs> um, they do some things that design-wise, I understand why they did it, but it still kind of sucks. Um, like, I lost my main base. They didn't really tell you how you can recover it, even though there were apparently ways to do it. Um, they did. It just wasn't like a very elaborate explanation, which was yeah, a bit exactly. Stupid. It was just like uh, so <laughs> you know, not again, not a huge deal. You know, you cut most of the stuff, but what they ended up doing was most of the old upgrades and tech and stuff got obsolete. But they gave you a way to like reclaim the money and stuff you kind of invested. So not a huge deal. But if you start a fresh game, um, it plays almost like a completely newer game than the original. Um, everything's got like two or three more layers of stuff going on. Like one of the, even though it's still kind of shallow, it's a lot more going on. Like the materials are a lot more complicated. There's more things you can do with them. You can refine them, upgrade and go through different levels. And the crafting system is more complex. You blueprints, how you acquire them is it's a lot, a lot more fleshed out. Mm. Um, the big thing was, and I was surprised was, um, there weren't as many bugs as I thought there would be like the normal stuff, um, played through just fine. Like me running around, all that stuff worked just fine. Um, the multiplayer, um, it's not like, uh, I didn't really see you being able to like run into people kind of randomly. Um, we tried out a couple of things with me and a couple of friends trying to like log in and see, you know, us both being kind of in the same place. We didn't see each other, but you know, if you go to co-op and you just like go right click on someone on Steam and you click join game or whatever, it syncs up real quickly and you can all play together. Um, running around on planets, getting in ships, getting in vehicles, moving around, all that stuff works 
really well. It's fun. You can like explore. You can go off really far in different directions, and it just works fine. Um, it breaks down a little bit when you get into the more complex stuff, like around the base building, and we ran into some weird sync issues of you know the base not necessarily updating for everyone all the time, or someone wouldn't be able to use something that if I built it and vice versa. So like weird sync issues. Um, but that only happened on like when you're a couple of layers deep in the gameplay. But if you're just looking to like run around with friends for now um, and like have fun, get into combat and do all that stuff, it's working really well. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, I uh, today actually I looked to see to reinstall it because um, I was planning to play tomorrow and I forgot that I got my refund for the money or for, <laughs> for the money. <laughs> so I have to go and rebuy it. But uh, if you do it like today, I think it's, it's, it's like still 30. 50, yeah, it's like it's like thirty three dollars right now. I it's think fifty like percent off. I think, it, but that ends the today. Yeah, that goes midweek. to the thirty first. Yeah, oh, it's that it? midweek madness. Stuff. Oh, they extended it. Yeah, it says I was just on Steam before uh, we came here. Uh, before I came on, uh, let me double check here. Because uh, I yeah, thought no, I um, thought they said it was uh, done today or uh, into tomorrow. They were done the fifty percent. Uh, no Man's Sky uh, offer ends July thirtieth. Oh, okay. So well, you got a couple of days then. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy it tonight and get it installed oh, and play tomorrow. The other really cool thing, um, it still takes forever to load that first time, but after that, it's fine. Um, the ships and a lot of the stuff got some pretty cool graphics upgrades. Like, the ships have animated bits now, and they have, like, decals, and they look a lot more textured, you know, weathered down in some places, broken, you know, all that stuff. Like, yeah, everything's it's pretty just, substantial. Everything's crisper. Like, the terrains look better. The well, I was the, surprised. Terrain, the terrain has tessellation now, yeah. uh, which is pretty massive, and a lot more variation in the terrain. There's and no impact on performance, at least from what I was playing. Yeah, like, like I, there's, was, I, was, I was knocking out 100 FPS when I capped myself at 100. There's underwater mm-hmm. caves now. Yep. Um, there's you can you fly can ships. see yourself and customize yourself. Yeah, so it's all third like person. person. Uh, cool. You can fly ships through caves now. There's no like real. Yeah, I learned that the hard way when I slammed into the planet because I was all tapped (laughs) while I was flying and I was like going for a waypoint. So my ship was going straight down. You didn't. You can actually hit. You can actually hit things. You can hit things and you can hit damage, but you don't take a lot of damage. Yeah, I literally was doing a nosedive and I wasn't clicked into the game, and I'm like, oh, let me go to move. And it's like before I realized I wasn't clicked, I smashed into the ground and like (laughs) I bounced. I took like I took a decent chunk of damage, but I was fine. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, because before before (laughs) you you were like floating. Yeah, Yeah, but that, that that stopped or was heavily reduced at least uh, one or two patches ago. Okay. Um, But this was the big thing. Um, The Sentinels and the way they get more dangerous and like the whole warning level system, Mm. they're a lot more dangerous now. I ended up trying to flee from like the system patrol ships Mm -hmm. because I was fighting Sentinels on the planet. I killed a bunch of them, and I'm like, usually back in the day, I'd be like, all right, hop in my ship and just fly up and lose my warning level. Yeah, I get yeah. up into space, and then the system patrol ships are like, oh, fuck no, we're coming after you. And they ch- <laughs> and I, I took out one of them, and I'm like, all right, I'm good. I can just run and no. No, two more showed up. I'm like, oh, shit, the fuzz is here. Oh, I'm like, I can't fuck. buy both of them at once yet because my upgrades just weren't there yet. And I was just like, okay. And they, and they chase me. And then I'm like, all right, you know what I used to do when the system patrol is chasing me? I fly into the atmosphere. They don't come after me. I go down and start diving into the atmosphere. No, the fuckers are coming after me still. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. I had to get one of my uh, one of my buddies who was playing with me. I'm like, can you, can, can you help me kill them? <laughs> I'm like three minutes out, but I can't pull. So it took him like 30 seconds to get there. But They've they upgraded 
Yeah, and the walkers come out a lot more often. You can actually fight the walkers and the other sentinels from your ship. Like, one oh, really? Of my buddy, one of my buddies pissed them off too much, and the giant walkers showed up, and none of our weapons were good enough to fight the walkers. <laughs> so I showed, I, I'm like, I'm coming in. I came in with my ship, and I started fighting the walkers with my ship weapons. That's pretty awesome, though. Yeah, it was, it was working out pretty That's well. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I'll try it out. We'll see what yeah. we'll see what happens There's with still it. Still some dopiness with it, but it's fun. Yeah, of course. Uh, I full, uh, that was like the first thing when I looked at the patch notes because it was forever before they posted them, and then when they put it up, and it's like ten pages long. It's this monstrous Massive. document. Uh, it's not even. I don't even want to call it patch notes because it's basically they just re-released the entire fucking it's a manifesto. Game. Yeah, it's insane. So the, when I the saw patch that notes for the last two or three patches, those were huge. And yeah, I thought but that this was is, big. This was like two or three times that. This is enormous now. So I'm not sure. I'm not surprised that there's yeah. some. That was my first thought. Was oh, something's going to be fucked. Something's going to get absolutely fucked. Uh, but yeah, it's doing very well. So that's always nice to see. And uh, I'm following a Twitter account now. It's called like No Man's Sky uh, pictures or some shit like that. And people send their pictures into this guy, and he retweets the the best of them. And there is some legitimately fucking incredible in-game screenshots coming out of No Man's Sky. I mean, they're already good, but there's just 1980s sci-fi movie poster after 1980s sci-fi movie poster coming out of these. Yeah, they have the filter mode when you do the screenshots in-game. Yeah, it's it's really, really, really cool. Um, So yeah, so that's that's happening. Um, What else we got here? Oh! Uh, Another patchy type thing I guess if I'm going to roll into something that's kind of r- relevant Realm Royale is officially coming to the Xbox and Playstation 4 the closed beta is dropping next week so all the people that have been spamming them when PS4, when Xbox on every single patch now have uh, an actual date for it uh, they need it too because their concurrent view, uh, their concurrent player numbers have been. It's going down. Not great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When I last took a look, because I wanted to see, I wanted to see what the tournament did for their numbers. Like I wanted to see, because normally when a uh, when a game like that does a esports tournament invitational thing or whatever, people get hyped. They want to play the game, right? They watch people that are good at the game. They get hyped. They want to play the game. So I hopped in and uh, and I was like, I wonder what uh, you know what the spike. Uh, I was like for realm, uh, I hopped over and it was zero. It did not move the needle at all. It did not move mm. a uh, an inch. Um, it's up slightly, but for the first time, it dropped below ten thousand average hourly uh, yesterday, and now it's hovering. So it's it's new stable is somewhere around ten thousand players. Mm. And the the graph has just been doing, yeah, the old angle. We'll see. We'll for a see while. what happens when it hits consoles. Um, that'll be the big test. The, the doing these weekly tournaments and the production value is amazing. Yep. The problem is, is it's the they're using the same players like over even and I, over and over again. Even I like tweeted out to them. I'm like, yo, when can I get into a tournament? You know, when the game first came out, I uh, even until just like a week ago, because all this shit's been going on. And I've been busy. Um, I've been playing the game faithfully every day, all day, over 200 plus hours on Steam, Masters level. I'm like, yo, like, you know, when when can I play? Um, <laughs> please. I'm not John uh, Cena, you can see me. 
right here. Yeah, and and there's a ton of other people that are asking when can I play, but um, all they want to do is in invite only. And uh, you know, some girl from Realm messaged me on Twitter. Um, or well, tweeted out and said, "Oh, thank you." It was like this super generic Social ass thing, fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was like it was like, "Oh, um, um, oh, I'm happy you're enjoying Realm Royale with an exclamation point, and <laughs> and we'll we'll be sure to add you on the um, you know, the waiting list or some sort of list uh, in the interest list or something." You uh, don't have a to, friggin' list. Yeah, hope 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 to con- hope to continue to see you in playing Realm Royale exclamation. It's like fucking Christ, wow. man. So anyway, I was like, all right, sure. And it's not just me. Like, obviously, I'm a little salty because I thought if anybody was going to be able to get be part of something where there's so many players, I'd at least be picked as one of them. Um, and no, it didn't happen. So that's kind of made me a little a little salty. And then on top of that, um, it's it's the same players in the tournaments twice a week. Like you see the same people and like 80 percent of them are trash. Like, they're not good players. There's really good, high, super-level players that are amazing at the game, but then there's a huge portion of them that are literal trash at the game, and it's hard to watch. Like, it's, it's like, physically hard to watch. Um, they, you know, even if they don't include me, they could at least give other people that are really good at the game, like master people that put in a lot of time and effort in the game, like, at least give them an opportunity to play. Like, sure... You know, don't discriminate the scrubs. You know, I understand that there are streamers that have, you know, three, four, five hundred viewers or a thousand viewers that aren't the greatest and you want to get as many eyes on your game as possible. I understand that fully and that's cool. But to do it every single week and not give like really good players an opportunity to play and elevate the gameplay and, and the, 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 the watchability of your game just seems, seems kind of lackluster and the viewer numbers are proving it. Even during the tournaments, the numbers have been going down every week. Um, the the actual cast itself is like the weakest in terms of numbers. The ones who are getting the views are the streamers. So like if Summit's playing or whoever's playing, all the viewership is with those guys. And there's like two or three thousand people watching the actual cast. Everybody just wants to watch the streamer. And then once the once the tournament's over, that's it. They log out. They ain't playing. They ain't fucking touching the game. They ain't touching it. Right. There's like there's certain streamers that are touching it. The ones that are like full time diehard. Those guys are touching it. But those guys are bringing in 100 viewers, 200 viewers. You know, the big the big non big streamers are pulling in like 500 viewers on on that game. The kind of like unknown, really good players uh, that are grinding it like 20 hours a day on on Twitch. And those are the only guys that are playing it. So once the tournaments are over. Nobody is interested. Everybody's gone to go follow Summit or Ninja or uh, I don't even think Ninja's playing in those because he's doing the Fortnite ones. But the you know every other big guy that you know that that is playing the game, Dyrus they're just going and them, Dyrus they're, they're and, in there. and Shroud or whoever else is playing this game. Um, they're they're just fucking off somewhere. So and and I'm looking at it now. You know, there's one guy uh, that's playing right now. That's the top viewer. Top one is 1,200 viewers. I don't even think he's English. And uh, and then the second guy is 500 viewers. He's not English. And then the rest, the 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 next English guy is another 500 viewer. So that's Rem Royale, greatest battle royale in Mother Russia. So and and it all it all stemmed when they started making these crazy. They added in all the automatic weapons and the hit scan stuff, which I understand for the hit scan because they are coming to console and shit. So I get like I get that. But you know all these automatic weapons, I think, really did hurt the game a lot, and not not just because the autom- automatic weapons are not 
good and it doesn't feel right in the game. But they made a lot of mistakes patch wise during that. Now I will I will hand it to them. They fix those mistakes very quickly. Like they are good at patches. I'll give them that. They are very quick to patch. I'm going to say they- they're good at at. At the speed in which they patch, I'm not yes. going to give them any quarter on the quality of said patch. Okay, intellectual yes. capacity yeah. behind the patching, yeah. not yes. so good. But some of the patches were so bad that it turned people off, and I just don't think they they just got they went back to Fortnite. And now that Realm is getting closer and closer to Fortnite, and Fortnite is just better at being Fortnite than Realm, people are just playing Fortnite. So well, the, as, soon know, as, as soon as soon as I uh, as soon as I had that that window of opportunity to talk to the CEO in that stream, and every response was. Well, you know, Fortnite does it. I knew it was the lost cause. It's game over. Like, well, I, I wouldn't say game over, is, but they. Is Todd still the well CEO in terms for the of in terms of um, I, I I I don't know. Uh, I, in terms of game over, in terms of what the game is going to look like. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and if they're going to chase the fucking dragon and go after Fortnite, um, I feel like they they dramatically increase the odds of this game being. Uh, yeah. a lost cause. You you can't you cannot. I'm, I'm definitively going to say, and I don't think I would ever be proven wrong. You can't chase Fortnite. You're it's already bad enough. The game looks exactly like it. It was already being compared to it, but then it had this really good two week stint where yeah. uh, where people finally figured out that it wasn't Fortnite. It might it look like unique. it, yeah, it was and it awesome. was, but it was unique. It was separate. Yeah. It was single fire weapons. Semi-o- there wasn't any. Yeah, Semi auto makes it super. Skill. It wasn't any hit scan. Um, it 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 uh, for the people that weren't particularly good with with the single fire weapons, uh, there were uh, classes that allowed them to to make up yeah. for their their lack in skill with that, uh, and and it forced people to use uh, class based skills and and weapons more frequently, and and it was in this great spot, and there was loads of people playing it. And nobody was fucking complaining. Zero. Zero people were yep. complaining about how yep. the game was set up for, for guns and shit. They complained about balance because at the time, Mage was running fucking wild. But instead of instead of just... I don't even know. I, well, I, what, and, but, then also, and then also what happens is they, uh, uh, during the beginning of the game, they specifically went public and said, we are not putting in automatic weapons in our game. Like yeah. they just came out and they're like, "We're not doing it," and then lo and behold, Fortnite they do a, they do they it? do a little tiny test, right? And they add the fucking battle rifle, and then when they add the battle rifle, then they add this fucking SM. I go away on vacation, and there's an SMG and a oh, and some other bullshit. Hilarious. And 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 it was all super overpowered, like beyond overpowered. It was ridiculous. It was like fucking SMG wars. And then uh, and then of course they have Ninja play the game. Ninja's playing, and he's, and he's sucking the dick. He's Paul. sucking the dick of the automatic weapons, and that just solidified it, it all. You got Ninja sitting that. there with 80,000 viewers saying, oh, I love this game now. It's got automatic weapons. It feels so much better. It's the best the oh, game. This oh, is, oh, go, go, dude, go, 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 I'm gargling It's awesome. And then they're like, yep, no, we're going to keep it. That's it. Yep, stay in the game. That's the, it. Ninja the, said it. Ninja approved. Bang. And where's Ninja playing the game? I don't see <laughs> playing the game the the, the the patch that he said in front of 90,000 people he played for like fucking 24 hours it was ridiculous the patch that he said was the best the game had ever been was the introductory SMG Automatic. patch yeah yeah 
It wasn't. I, even, I just want to like, pray to the gods he was paid to play that game that day for for a low price of fucking hundred thousand dollars. I just I'm praying to the gods that he that he that he said that because if not his credibility as you know or or just you know obviously it's a personal bias. All right, I get that, but holy shit, you got to understand your power. Like as as somebody that quite literally took Fortnite. I mean, Fortnite was already big. But Ninja just kind of took that momentum and fucking shot it into the next dimension. And to have Realm Royale that is obviously trying to back off the coattails of of Fortnite that looks like Fortnite but plays differently, that has a great amount of publicity and and is doing a wonderful, great things and is tackling that that comparison very, very well. To have the guy, the fucking man, play the game. For long periods of time, while hundreds of, th- actually, likely over a million people in the span of the 15 plus hours he played the game, watch a free-to-play game and will suck Ninja's left testicle if he asks them nicely enough. They're all, it's free-to-play, so they just go and download it and play the game. It's not like, it's not like he's, and if, and if the game costs 60 bucks, he'd fucking sell 10,000 copies, 20,000 copies that day. To go on there and then to stroke the living testicles of Realm Royale on, quite literally, the worst patch in the game's history, and vocally so, from everybody. It's not like, it's not one or two people or a, or a pack of scrubs that are like, oh my god, the game is so tough now, I, can't, I just can't do it. No, everybody is like, stop the madness, fix this game, like go revert back to the old patch, stop. And then Ninja's saying it's the best thing since sliced bread while the CEO is sitting in his chat, likely, going, yes, yes, Ninja, one more hour, Ninja, yes. Uh, He's on the fucking line with the dev team saying, oh, yeah, more SMGs, more automatic guns, up the hit scan. We're going full Fortnite, baby. If Ninja plays this game a few days a week, (laughs) we're going to be the next billion-dollar fucking company. And and that's what happened. And, And it's backfired. Because I don't see Ninja playing this game. You know what the best part is? I don't see Ninja is? in these tournaments. I don't see Ninja sucking the dick of the game now. All I see is dwindling numbers. The same people playing in the tournaments in a game that, that is struggling right now. And it is on the ropes of of PS4 and Xbox getting, uh, uh, gathering some more players and some more eyes to come in on Twitch. Which I'm which my fingers are crossed. And we're talking, dude, this is, this is a two-week difference. Two weeks ago, I was sucking the ball sack of this game. It was it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. They, were, they could do no wrong, right? Even when they were doing wrong, you give them the leeway of it's okay. They're growing. They're 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 an alpha, even though we know it's really a beta or like damn near close to a full game. But they're they're having growing pains to this, and it happened very quickly, very quickly, like two weeks quick. It goes from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. Listen, the game is still fun. I still love the game. But it's hard to tolerate it like I used to. Like, it, you know, I used to be able to play the game 10 hours and love it. Now you do four hours, five hours, and you're like, I, I hate Warrior. You know, I hate Assassin. <laughs> this is getting really bad. And I hate SMGs. And it was like the more they added in these automatic weapons, the less likely it was to get 
a, 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 a number one, a weapon that's fun to use, and then number two, a weapon that can actually shoot and kill people. So now that there's even more weapons, and seventy five percent of them are absolute trash, the you're far, just look you're far likely to when you land, you're far likely to pick up one of those trash weapons, and somebody around you is going to get a revolver or 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 a slug rifle or a crossbow and just kill you. But yet you're stuck getting all these shit weapons, or the and it just and all you hear when you start the game. Is it doesn't even sound. It doesn't. And you're like, what the fuck? That Am I sound, playing Call of Duty? That, yeah, that what? sound doesn't match the game at all. Like no. you land and you just hear automatic fire all around you, and you're like, what the fuck? Am I? What am I playing? Exactly. It exactly. Sounds, Before it, does, it, it was sounds different. like a totally different fucking game, and it plays. Uh, I'm going to be honest. You say it's still fun. I don't think it's fun. I think the game is shit. <laughs> so here's the here's the thing. I'm going to be. I mean, hold on. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be very straightforward here. I think the game is shit right now. And I think the numbers do all the talking for me. I don't have to fucking back this shit up. No, I could, I, everyone, true. everyone, I every, anyone worth their, their salt is, is shitting on the game for the same reasons. And it's because the devs want to make Fortnite. They don't want to make Realm Royale. They want to make Fortnite. And you can't beat Fortnite at his own game. You're never going to do it. Ninja came in and literally, like you said, could not have performed more perfect fellatio if he tried. It was absolutely beautiful. He cupped the balls. He used that fucking tingly KY jelly. Shit was getting real. And then you go to the numbers, you look at it, and it kept going down. It didn't fucking move anywhere. Zero, you're like, you're joking. Like a million people would have watched Ninja sucking the dick off of this free-to-play game that is trying to play exactly like Fortnite. And even with that, and even with a $100,000 tournament, and this fucking endless invitational of the same fucking three people playing the game and only two of them know what they're doing. <laughs> like, just, it's going, it just keeps doing this, keeps going down. Oh, stop them. And, you watch, and you watch their patches. It's, it's like, uh. as soon as, as soon as I saw <laughs> that they were, uh, what their patch process was, we're going to put this on the test server. For, for like five minutes, five fucking minutes, the and game. then we're gonna go straight to the live server. And you're like, "What do you fucking even have a test server for?" And I and I asked, I asked this question, and apparently the honest to god answer was they don't have the test server for actually testing patches. They uh, beyond testing the patches for server stability. Full stop. So it's wow. nothing to do with balance. That or no, anything. actually surprised me. That doesn't. That I can talk uh, talk to a little bit about. Sure, and there's there's and there there's clout to that. And most of it is that, especially now, they don't have the player base left to go to no. the fucking test server and play no, it. They don't. But when they no. first started doing this shit, fuck well, they yeah, did. they did. And if they incentivized like some other games have done in the past to actually go onto the test server and participate and help, uh, you know, make the game not shit then maybe some more people would show up and then you wouldn't piss people off. You got to understand realm realm CEO, whoever the fuck Tom, Todd, Billy, Bob, Todd, fucking Harrison Ford, whoever the fuck is taking up this game right now. All right. Someone, one of them's watching this for sure. At some point, not everyone is a live streamer that plays your fucking game. And that sounds like a really obvious statement to make. But not everyone is 13 years old with endless disposable time or a streamer who does this shit for a living and no life's your game for 8 to 14 hours a fucking day. And so what happens is you got people who like your game, but they're not in that category. So what happens? They go to work 
because they have to make some fucking money to live. And they get home, and they want to relax, and so they turn on the game, but they can't do that every single day for five hours a day. So what happens usually is by the end of the week, they're open with their weekend. It's time to play some fucking video games, and their latest crack cocaine, for whatever reason, is Realm Royale. And so they turn on Realm Royale, and between the time that they went to their fucking pencil-pushing-ass job, and got home, and will have a beer, and they're ready to fucking play some video games, and they turn it on, it is a totally different game! It resembles nothing that they played three to five days previously. <laughs> and on top of that, it's broken as fuck. And because your dumbass puts out patches on Friday night, yeah, and oh you go my God, home, that's a whole, and then the you F- go home preach it, for Adam, the preach weekend, it. and you have your fucking beer and play Fortnite because you're not playing Realm fucking <laughs> Royale. Let him know. And then you get back on Monday and you're like, all right, now I guess we'll take a look and uh, see what we can do because you're fucking abusing the fact that that's the time you hope people play it so you can get enough fucking data, but you wouldn't have that problem if you stopped fucking the game in the ass. What does, what does Bob do when he gets home? He sees that he gets pissed. Yep. He doesn't want to play the game anymore. He wants to have something that he could take his skills from four days ago and still have them fucking be applicable <laughs> at the end of like the work Fortnite? week. Like in Fortnite? <laughs> yes. Or, but, and, and then Hell, the, League the of Legends? Is, the thing is, this is alpha. No, it's not. It's fucking beta. You, take, you took most of the shit from one of your other Paladins. fucking games. Paladins. It's not, it's not alpha. And then even if it was alpha, you have to think about this differently from other games, especially if you're going to push it as an eSport while it's still in fucking alpha. You have to think about how this game is going to be played and who's going to fucking play it. This is a different fucking world now. This isn't just putting out a game and patching it because there's a fucking save corrupting bug. It's a different fucking ball game. When you do this shit and you're going to have to treat it as such, people are going to want... Slow changes through, especially yeah. when you start and you start up the fuck here. Look at how many other people have tried to do yeah. uh, battle royale yeah. games and haven't even made it off the starting line. They can't. You know, you Nobody. see like Radical Heights. Your uh, ass shows up and puts boom. out this shit. Boom. And it, it starts fucking at like 100,000 plus concurrent hourly players. Unfucking Crazy. told beginning success. If you start at that point, you don't you don't get to treat your game like a standard alpha, beta, whatever the fuck you want to call it anymore. You have to treat it like a game that's already fucking made it. And when you do that, it means you have to patch at certain times. It means you can't do wild fucking patch changes. It means that you have to spend more time with the community to figure out what actually wants to be changed because you've already made it. You're not out to fucking get other people and impress them. You're already fucking there. If you hold down... 50 to 100,000 hourly concurrent players, you're in like the top 10 games on Steam and you haven't even left fucking pre-production for fuck's sake. Just take yeah. the win. A couple weeks, just a couple weeks in. All the streamers are playing your game. You're not paying anybody, at least in public knowledge. Everyone's enjoying it, having a good time. Everyone's sucking the dick of this game, but yet you want to make these drastic changes every week, every three or four days. And like Adam said, you cannot do that. It was like, a, it, literally, I agree 100% with what you're saying. You can't go from 
playing a game and then the next time you play it, it's such a drastically different game that you feel inadequate, that you feel like you're not having fun because you're getting wrecked by something that's OP because you're not taking the time to properly balance and you're changing things that really aren't even asked to be changed. Listen, you can go ahead and make changes, but you got to do it in a, in, a, in a graceful amount of time and you got to listen to the community and let things marinate a little bit. You know, if, you, know you, you let the fucking steak sit in the, in the sauce for a fucking day or two and in this case, let it sit for a week or two. Let that motherfucking juice up all those juices and let it just fucking Collect sit the in the data. meat Get and the that data. way that when we eat it and we take a bite of it, it's fucking savory and juicy and it just fucking breaks the moment my knife just touches it. I don't even need to use a fork. The shit just melts off it. No H1 sauce. No fucking A1 sauce. Just want to eat the steak because if I do anything else with it, I'm fucking dampering the taste and I'm a cock because I'm using ketchup with my awesome steak. But no, instead, you took a perfectly Wagyu beef patty that just is just delicious and it's just been like fucking hand cut from Japan where they fucking massage the cows and give them fucking wraparounds and then bottle their cum for like three years and then sprinkle that jizz on top of the piece of meat and let that marinate for another four <laughs> years and then you want to fucking cook it on a shitty pan on my fucking oven or my stove upstairs and then you want to slap some ketchup on it and call it a day? Are you insane? That's fucking madness. You had it. You had it in a silver platter and it's almost over for you. It's almost over. You need this PS4 Xbox release to be a home run and a half and then you need to learn from your mistakes that has been going on for the last month and not repeat itself to have a shot at this. You've tried to become Fortnite and that was your fatal error. You fucked up and now you need to repair yourself or it's GG because right now you're literally on life support and the numbers show it. Fortnite ain't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. I don't, I don't actually have uh, any faith because the when you when you put out a patch like the SMB, SMG patch, I've lost faith in you. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here. Um, Go for it. High Res Studios is a game studio that does not know how to be successful. Um, in a sense that when they are successful, they don't know what to do with it. Panic, you're blowing my mind right now, really and truly. I want to let you know. <laughs> no, that. no, no. I'm just saying, like yeah. looking back on their games, like High Res is not like some new studio. They've done a bunch of games, but they're about fifty fifty. Smite, um, Smite was like they 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 stumbled through the dark and they managed to fucking find their way out, and they're yeah. still not really out. But then they also had on the flip side Global Agenda and Tribes Ascend. Now, Global Agenda was this epic game that everyone was like waiting for, but Hyra's really fumbled the ball and they ended up game ended up dying. Um, and the shooter mechanics of it were kind of dopey and stuff, but I guarantee you a lot of stuff from that ended up in Realm Royale in some way, shape, or form. And then on the other side, they had Tribes Ascend, which is one of the greatest like shooter franchises from like the tribes, older days tribes needs a fucking comeback i want some high level fucking esports that's tribes the thing that's the thing they made tribes ascend and that game was amazing in terms of like shooter potential and like responsiveness crisp shooting gameplay it was so well done and then you know it was on track to be successful and then the is just like yeah we're just gonna focus on smite and they let the game die pretty much and you know people were just like Drive to Send was amazing. It was one of the <clears throat> best arena shooters out there right now, and you guys let it die. <laughs> and now with Realm Royale, I'm looking at it, I'm like, you guys have a successful Battle Royale. You guys don't really know what you're doing with patching, clearly. And you're going to screw it up again, clearly. 
You know what's really aggravating though is that they're obviously good at making video games. Yeah, that's the games that's, are good. that's the most that's the most annoying part about all this is that is that the game looks good, it runs well, it yeah. plays well, um, and and there's technical competence and, in it, and, and there's te- there's very yeah technical competence in it, and the artwork is is it might, it might not be an eleven out of ten, but it's higher than average for sure. There's no real excuse me, it doesn't strike you. As coming from a studio that is, it's like a budget bi- blizzard, man. It's, it's, it's weird. literally a budget blizzard. It's a, it's, it's, it's almost. It's not quite at the level of Blizzard quality games, but it really resembles it in terms of like their IPs and and the the you know the um the possibility like like the 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 things that they could possibly do if only they could just competently. Uh, follow through it's like it's like somebody that has a that has a decent golf game but they can't really just follow through on that swing fully so you know sometimes they sometimes they hit a great ball but you know they, their follow through is just garbage it's just they if only if only they just took the time to learn their deficiencies and improve on them not even fully just you, you know, know just, what they, you know what they are they're that one friend that you that everyone has at least one friend that self sabotages every time they're just about to have yeah. some modicum of success anywhere in yep. their life they yep. get right up to it and they're just to about yep. to cross the, cross the threshold, self sabotage, yep. fuck themselves. Get another yep. wave. Get all the way up to the and they and like they've had all these goes, all these these opportunities of hit, and they've ran with it, and they're right up to the fucking cusp, and they can just grab it, and then and they just shit on themselves, and they fucking uh, ride the wave right back down again. And I feel like that's what high res is. They get all this momentum, all this success. They ride it up to the up to the top. Let's. Put out SMGs in in our game that can kill warriors before their charge animation's over. Yeah, that's sane. Who the fuck at the friggin' table? Did they play it? No, they didn't. I actually <laughs> I actually asked. That was one of the questions. That was one of the questions I asked CEO was was Do you guys actually play this game internally? Because it, the way that the game is being patched right now, it comes across as not a single no. fucking employee actually plays this game. You have you have employees going around watching streams, but I want to know if any of you actually have, you know, a keyboard and mouse and a, and a computer for gaming that in which you play this game before you do something as asinine as put out an SMG that literally makes every other weapon, class ability and class weapon completely irrelevant. When you when the gun is actually a better choice for DPS than the animation time for a mage to throw a fucking fireball. If your options are throw the fireball, that little fucking like three to five frames that it takes for the mage to go ha and throw like a nine million damage fireball, just holding down fire on the SMG and not stopping like you would in the with other guns <laughs> is more damage. Adam, if you can't figure that shit out, you're in the wrong business. Adam. There's a reason why guns won out over magic in the modern world. Oh my mm. god. You know what this shit is like? You know what this, is, this shit's like watching? This is like the International House of Pancakes trying to change the name to the International House of Burgers or whatever the fuck it was that they tried I to hub. change it to. I'm going to end it on this, and then we'll move on. What is the over-under? All right? If, if, I, if I'll ask Pancakes... 100%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is the over-under that before... They before they throw in the towel or before this game literally just fucking dies and disappears. That they introduce that they introduce building. 
Huh. I was going to go with calling her Radical Heights instead of over under. Uh, what is the over under that okay. they introduce I don't think they building? Will. I don't think it's going to be building, but it will be like some pseudo other mechanic that they'll that they'll go with. I th- the way that they've been going is I feel like we're going to see like uh they'll they'll shift away from class abilities being the differentiator and they'll try and like shoehorn some tertiary fucking gameplay mechanic to make up for it and mm. it won't be building but it will be something that's awful fucking Fortnite like I don't know what it's going to be <laughs> but they'll come up with some shit and then yeah if you get to yeah. talk to the CEO no joke every answer Fortnite what about your your fucking damage fall off? It's the same as Fortnite's. Like everything was Fortnite. It's like let's be honest, bro. You don't play your own game. You play Fortnite when you go home at the end of the work week. <laughs> oh my god, that's most mm. savage like, insult. It is very well, and it's savage. true. I put fucking money on it. He doesn't play his own game. I bet you he goes home and he fucking plays Fortnite. One and, that, and then he's like, man, I. I, He's dreaming know? of those Fortnite bonuses that he could potentially get if the game actually oh. becomes uh, overly successful, right? He's looking, so. at, he's looking at Epic CEO going, oh, that's a newly made billionaire. Man, I wish I could do that. And instead of just being a millionaire, what a shame that would have been. <laughs> Let's just piss that shit away. Just uh, fucking run another game and just go back to Smite. Like, well, guys, it's back to Smite. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hopefully MOBAs get popular again. <laughs> Fuck All right. Me. What's what is next? Uh, what's we've next? Got, we've got uh, about we, we're, yeah, 40 minutes or so. Fucking just riding the wave here. Um, Nintendo hammers Love ROM and Love Retro, two websites for uh, emulators and, and ROMs, of course, uh, with the lawsuit for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So like for every game that they made available, they're looking at one to 100 to $150,000 or some Good shit. Luck. Good luck, um, Nintendo. Well, the idea is they're just slamming them so hard that they're going to shut they're everything gonna down, just, right? Yeah, just going to shut it down. Yeah. Uh, so they, they've done that, and they also have levied uh, a takedown uh, order on a Game Boy Advanced emulator that's on GitHub. So my, my question is, because to my knowledge, I don't think any other company has gone after emulators or ROMs in this This is regard. a very Nintendo thing to do. It's a very do. Nintendo thing to do. Yeah. Um, considering that they got rid of on the Switch the uh, um, what was it? What was it called? The Not store? the eShop, but the the their what did they call it on the Wii U? The Play thing. <sighs> virtual console. The virtual console. There thank you, you go. Um, so they're not doing that by name. They're setting it up so that like they're going to have a, a small selection of games that you'll probably end up paying monthly for as a, like along with their online service where you have to have 47 dongles to fucking plug a headset into a telephone to, you know, do their online communication. Like it's 1980 fucking seven. Uh, so they're going away from virtual console to that. The selection of their games is limited. A lot of the emulation isn't, isn't even as good as some as most of the open source emulation that's available on the internet. Uh, and there's even been questions about whether or not Nintendo has in the past actually used ROMs that they have found on the internet um, instead of ripping them themselves from their own fucking copies of their games. Um, is Nintendo uh, hurting video game preservation? A lot of these consoles are getting harder and uh, harder to find. The, the, the carts are getting harder to find. Like the, the, the carts that work in particular uh, fully 
and a lot of these emulators, nobody's really making, nobody's out there making billions of dollars off making emulators. It's all free. It's all friggin' open source uh, or whatever. Is Nintendo, when they start doing this shit, are they hurting their own company's uh, legacy preservation? Because ultimately, we're even seeing Sega, at least, make a better effort to make more of their games available for people to buy that are older. Nintendo seems to be fucking that whole thing right in the pussy. They have one of the most lucrative retro libraries that you could possibly come up with, and they're not even using a tenth of it. Uh, And so if you're going to take this shit down, at least provide a way for me to give you money to do it properly. But they're not doing that. So (coughs) what do you guys think about about their move uh, on this? Go ahead, Panic. I don't have anything on that. Yeah. I, I listen, I I don't think they are. I don't I personally don't think they're hurting their legacy. Um not their legacy, like like their the preservation of, of, I don't of think their so. of their I games. Think, because I think there's I think there's a bunch of hipsters making articles about this shit, right? And uh some some old some old purists of of video games, lovers of the art of video games and it's kinda like it's kinda like talking about I don't know. There's, Somebody, yeah, there's a difference between having the, you know, the emulators. They exist. It's the problem yeah. is they put it out open and free for anyone to use. That's a problem because that can facilitate piracy in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's I, like, the archiving thing. I get it's a good argument, but at the same time, it you know, it's not really about that. It's about getting old games for free at this point. Yeah, at least in I my mean, mentality. Whoever whoever's complaining about this stuff right now, they're. I'm not going to say they're salty that that things are being taken away from them that you know they so they can't get their hands on whatever they want when they want it, um, you know. Poor you, um, but you know it's the games aren't going anywhere, right? There, there, there are tons of actual copies of the games out there if you want to go out and pay for them. Um, you, you know, get the hardware, sure, the hardware still works, and 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 a lot, of, yes, exactly. And a lot of the thing is, is is a lot of people are complaining that they can't play the games they love on the on their newest devices. This, I don't think this has much to do with. Oh, you know, I'm having a hard time finding Mario Bros. Three on the Nintendo. Well, it's difficult to have right? it play on a on a modern television. You need to have well, like a fucking whole slew of legacy shit or converters uh, to even have really, it. Really, not really. Not really. It's it's not it's not as tough as you as you think it is. I can hook up my my regular Nintendo or Super Nintendo to my sixty five inch OLED. Sure, I'm not going to be able to to enjoy the the purest form of uh, uh you know of the pixels and 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 whatever. Like that's that's a small 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 minority of people that actually go and are looking to. To to experience in its pure glory, somebody like yourself, Adam, that would would would. Enjoy. I mean, I haven't touched I haven't touched an, an emulator or any of the shit in ages. I'm just it's a niche I'm just, market. Yeah, it's a niche. It's a, it's it's a, a, niche, it's a market. niche market, and Nintendo isn't selling any of these games. They're not promoting any of their own emulation of any kind. And there are people out there who the guys who are making these emulators who are reverse engineering <laughs> these old consoles who are doing it so that for the games that aren't being uh, sold They're, they're doing anymore. it for profit. They're doing it for profit. Who's paying right? them? Well, nobody, but they have traffic. So, they have traffic going going to their sites. The people the guys are, making people the emulators are selling, aren't the ones that own the websites. The websites people, are, are run by different people. So people, here's the thing. People like, are selling emulated machines. Uh, people are selling, uh, you know, look, look beside me. 
people are people are stealing essentially main main cabinets have been around forever people people are stealing the the ips of these companies and nintendo is the really them and say rockstar but really it's nintendo are the only ones that are out there actively shutting down people for for their stuff it is it's a japanese company the way they run things are different. Their culture's different. The the it, they we've we've talked about it many times on the stream on on how they on how they do things. I I listen. If Nintendo doesn't want to put out all of their games on the Nintendo Switch, on the Nintendo That's 3DS, on on their whatever, they don't have to. Sorry, tough bananas. That some somebody wants to play. Uh, uh, one of their games that they enjoyed as a child on their newest device. Guess what? It's not available for you, my man. So, you can't you you can't have whatever whatever you want when you want it. And when if they do put it out, congratulations or start a petition or 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 voice you know voice your concerns. The reality of it is, it's a, it's a minority of people, and most people that want to play these old games, they just they want to go down memory lane. They want to just have this nostalgic feeling. I've sold over twenty thousand retro twenty thousand dollars worth of retro games in the last two and a half years, and I can tell you that the vast majority of those people, when I sell them a Super Nintendo with Mario World or or, or uh, Super Metroid, they plug it in, they play it for 15, 20 minutes, or they, they have their boys over and they play Mario Kart, and then they don't touch it again. It, it, a lot of this is just back people. On the market again. It, it ends up back on Kijiji, where I go and rebuy it again sure. at cheaper than what I than what I did. Mm-hmm. I understand your argument. I get it. Listen, look at my wall. I love me some video games. I love it too. But I'm not about to cry that I can't get uh, these games on the newest stuff when I want it. And and I'm going to throw a hissy fit if Nintendo is actively going out there shutting down people for emulating their games if they don't want it in, in that capacity. It's not up to the public to to choose how Nintendo delivers their stuff or how they want their IPs represented or how they even want it sold. It, it's it, it. There's a branding thing there. There's a quality thing there, and there's a, a stamp of approval thing there too as well. Where Nintendo goes, listen, if we're gonna release something, there's a certain standard, a certain quality, a certain look, a certain package that you get it. This isn't. You don't go and buy a Nintendo in the back alley, uh, in the behind a, a, a CVS. Uh, you, you don't do that. You, there's a certain place you go and do it. They don't want their stuff represented in any other way, especially if they can't control it. Now, you can go and make the argument that, listen, Nintendo, calm the fuck down. Nobody's hurting you. You know, nobody's getting rich off this. Relax. People just want to play your game. You know, is that, that's a good problem to have. And I agree. But at the end of the day, if they don't want their stuff out there, they don't need to put their stuff out there. And if people want to go and play their stuff, it's available. They're just lazy and they don't want to go on eBay and pay $40 for, for a game that they, you know, can't just go on the, the store on their Switch and, and buy. That's that's yeah. the way I look at it. So my issue with the entire thing was the emulators being available online for free and all that other stuff. I mean, you can still find stuff like that, but making the games available, like you have those guys who make the companies who will then go and emulate the hardware in other hardware and then they sell that box. I'm 100% okay with that because I can go and take my cartridge that I got that's, you know, from eBay or whatever. I can plug that into hardware. It might not be Nintendo hardware, but if it plays the game fine, 
I'm all right with selling that and you making money off that because you have to put effort in to figuring out and reverse engineering and building that new hardware <laughs> to play it. I'm not okay with you. Again, it's kind of a weird blind, but if you make the software available for free and then you do it, it kind of promotes piracy in a different way because you're effectively giving away something that Nintendo made. And yeah, it's not a fully articulated argument. I'm not, but. I'm not sitting here advocating people making money or, or the dissolution of yeah. a brand or, or nor am yeah. I saying that Nintendo is in the wrong for doing this. None yeah. of those are, 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 are concerns of mine. They are fully within their rights to do it. Yep. I don't give a fuck if they took down the whole goddamn internet for their emulation and, and their ROMs <clears throat> in, in terms of whether or not they're allowed to do it. My mm-hmm. concern is, is that for somebody that, that likes games an awful lot, and like mm-hmm. Jeff does as well, is mm-hmm. that the stuff that's sitting behind Jeff on those shelves are not going to be fucking around forever. It's just plain and yeah. simple. And even if they are, they're not going to work forever. There's only so many times that you can get a Q-tip out with some fucking hydrogen peroxide or some isopropyl alcohol and clean the contacts on it and have it just boot up and fucking work like it's it worked in 1987. It's, it's only going to work so many times. My concern is that <clears throat> I want to know, because uh, I don't know, so for all I know, they could be, and it would make logical sense that they would be. Um, what efforts Nintendo internally are, are making to um, ensure that all of this shit stays around? Because I think That's just from the... Nintendo. And I again, I'm not saying... Yeah. Christ on a bike. I don't know why I, 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 it keeps coming across like I'm, I'm saying that Nintendo has to do this shit or not. I'm saying that from a video game history perspective, which if... It'd be a tragic which, loss. Which maybe not everyone fucking gives a damn about it, and that's fine. You don't have to. But <laughs> from my perspective, I care about video game history. I think it's really fucking cool. I think that's... People care about video game history enough that, like Jeff, they have an entire goddamn wall of five different consoles with friggin' 200 games a pop trying to find all this rare, super fucking epic shit because it's cool and there's not very many of them and they're not going to be around forever. There's a reason why that shit exists and why people do it. And the reason is they find it intriguing and they think that it's an important part of where the company fucking came from. And it's nice that Nintendo is backing up every fucking copy of Super Mario World or Super Mario The Lost Levels or Super Mario Kart or Super Mario fucking whatever and like three other shades of Nintendo IP. But there are hordes of games that aren't getting that treatment from Nintendo directly. And again, <clears throat> they don't have to. It's not their prerogative. Mm-hmm. Nobody's forcing their hand. But I, uh, that's where, that's where I, I don't even think I want to say the word take issue because then it seems like I'm being combative against Nintendo. But where I, I would like it, especially it's because we've already also ascertained a couple of things. One, this is hyper niche. This is fucking yeah. tiny. And then on top of that niche... The is the is the concept that that Nintendo is the, that other people, I'm not saying you guys, but other people have ascertained or not ascertained, but they've asserted that Nintendo's losing all this fucking money. No, they're not. They're not losing shit for a couple reasons. One, it's a hyper niche, and on top of that, like Jeff said, they're available. And if they were going to buy it, they go out and buy a used fucking copy. And maybe, in fact, it's been shown a lot that if Nintendo puts out the fucking game, people will go and buy whatever Nintendo puts out. They don't do it is the problem. And so for that hyper little niche, it has seemed 
I understand why they do it, because if they don't, then it sets a legal precedent that makes it difficult for them to come back on bigger cases that are actually losing the money. But it's unfortunate to me that people can go through the effort of emulating this shit better than Nintendo has emulated themselves and ripped ROMs that Nintendo has ironically fucking pulled off the internet for use in their own sale on the virtual console, which is like irony squared, and then, and then go through the effort of taking this shit down. Also, let's keep in mind that it doesn't fucking matter. These two websites are a, a, a speck of dust in yeah. the Sahara fucking desert of, <laughs> of, of the emulation community. They could mm-hmm. do this until their, their coffers were empty trying to chase after people legally. It's on the internet. It's all over. They've already lost the battle. The shit's on the internet. They've already lost. Exactly. So the argument is pretty much null and void, right? Because well, it's just, everything well, it, is already out there. It's not, it's, no, not null, it's not null and void. It's, it's, it's uh, the, 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 what I'm postulating is that is Nintendo themselves hurting their own... Uh, their own gaming history, their own library, because they're not really, they don't seem to be from the outside actively pursuing, um, preserving what's come before, which again, they don't have to. And not that many people probably fucking care, but it's a thing. And there's a reason why these things, I just don't, I I just don't see, I just don't see how they're hurting themselves. Um, you know, they might be able to make more money if they sold a lot of their stuff uh, more frequently, but obviously they have other plans. They don't want to compete with other IPs and, and, you know, whatever other things. Maybe they have some sort of plan to, to re-release a lot of stuff later down the road. Um, you know, I can say for sure that these cart-based games are going to work in 30 years. My kids, whenever I have kids, will be able to use those carts. Uh, it's not going to be an issue. And the internet is there, and um, there's going to be a ton of places to download whatever you want, whenever you want. So I don't think they're hurting themselves in any way. Um, Not only am I sure that they have copies of every single game they've ever made um, somewhere in some vault, but on top of that, it's available at any point, at any time. So not only for cart version, I could literally go on eBay right now and search the most obscure game that only 500 people in the world has ever played um, because it had like a limited release or just garbage or it was just bad. And I could find a copy of that and buy it tomorrow. Now I might pay a premium, you know, it might be a $200 game to get my hands on, but that's the case. But I can also guarantee that I could go on Ute or on, on Google and type in that game uh, with a ROM find that and load it up as well instantly for free. So I don't think that they're hurting themselves in any way, shape or form. Um, I think really the argument for, for anybody that is really complaining would be, um, you know, are they, are they just poking their nose in places that they don't really need to be poking their nose in because they're not, nobody's hurting anybody and people are, you know, um, they're trying to find, I, you know what the way I look at it is people that use this preserve bullshit is um, sure I, I get what they're saying, but once again, I'm not going to re-repeat oh, what I said. But I also just think I also just think it's a bullshit excuse yeah, for the, for like for them for, yeah for for them to 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 illegally get games uh, that they haven't paid for. It's like listen, motherfucker, I'm concerned about you, Nintendo. Like you know, uh, I'm doing this for your good to preserve the fucking beauty of Nintendo game. We don't want it to get lost in the generations. You know. 
listen, Nintendo ain't going anywhere, and their games aren't going anywhere, and they most certainly aren't going anywhere in your lifetime. So, you know, unless you're you're somebody that, like, studies dinosaurs, and you want to go and find dinosaur fossils, and you're trying to preserve the fucking, you know, where, where things actually become extinct, and there's real-life things that happen, and that shit, you know, isn't, those bones aren't on the internet to look at and take whenever you want, or physically buy on eBay, I get that. But you're not a fucking, you know, pantheologist or whatever the fuck they're called. These are video games that are available to anybody anytime illegally or legally. And that isn't going to change. In, I don't know what the fuck they're called. I don't know what the fuck they're, those things are called. There you go. Paleontologist. You know what I'm You guys know what I'm saying, though. These games yes. aren't going anywhere. You're going to yeah. you be these games are going to live longer than you and so, you and so anybody listening. So why aren't they going after so, the people who are really making really good money on that shit? And, and it, a panic alluded to it earlier where it's the people doing FPGA shit like the Super NT so, and the NT because the thing is the Super NT guys, they're not selling the games. They made a console that literally will just read cartridges it's an alternative interface except for the so, whole point where you can just plug in a memory card with all the roms and the game and the the fpga does it all the same yeah. you know that little caveat yeah what a shame that would be if somebody just yeah. fucking put in their 10 gig card and has every fucking game but ever. once again but once again adam we are not discussing and we're not arguing who they're going after you've already yeah. made the point that they can do whatever the fuck they want to yeah. do with their own no, ip no. So what and I'm it's their is, god-given uh, right exactly right? so it's, what i'm saying is why why would they choose this versus somebody who's who's actually directly profiting not only by just posting shit on a website but physically Somebody, so the guy who's done the the super NT shit is a literal fucking one in a million god genius who is hardware gate one at a time recreated the Super Nintendo to the point where it will play every fucking game exactly like the original console did, not like all these other fuckboy wannabe consoles that you've got sitting behind you that we've played old games on before, and not even like the shit the shit box ninety dollar shit yes, I know. that Nintendo's I know, putting out. Yes. So why so so and I'm not saying that they that they can't or shouldn't, but my question is why of all why of why wouldn't they be going after them where they're making like two to five hundred dollars a pop on that shit versus choosing this to be their hill to die on, especially because it's just going to pop up on some other website. But you get well, rid of the for, Super NT, it's not going to just yeah. suddenly fucking pop well, up. For, well, for two reasons. Now that we're changing the subject, because that's not what the subject is. No, I'm not we changing it. I'm just adding before. it. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to change it to, to win an argument. I'm just adding on to why, okay. why would they not go on? I'm not trying to like win a point or anything. I'm just asking yeah, yeah. as an well, elaboration I'm, of the topic. Yeah, yeah. Well, for one is that guy who's creating that is not like what Panic said. He's not emulating the games. He's creating a hardware to play the games. The so other it, catch should be just to, just to cut you off for one second, Jeff. Um, the other catch is what what you said about the SD card. You actually have to hack the firmware and load custom firmware before you can load ROMs from the SD card. It's really not that complicated. Everyone, yeah, that's everyone, the thing, though. everyone he put the, is he doing that. You put the block shit. in there. That's why they don't necessarily go after them. There's and a then on top of that, got to like actually work around and and then on top of that they may not even have found this guy or know what he's doing or even got to it right i mean this this could just be one of those things that they went after some people it made some headlines and and here you are i mean they might go after that dude eventually or they may just never never do it at all 
Um, you know, it is what it is. The same with like the Pokemon thing. You know, Pokemon would go after these most random people for selling like Pokemon T-shirts or or whatever. But yet they wouldn't go after other people that were, you know, doing whatever shit and copywriting and selling whatever and making a lot more money. I think it's just a, a the unluck of the draw for the for those people that were doing it. I think they're just making a statement. And once again, they have the right to do whatever they want with their own stuff. And, you know, they could try and shut them all down or just try and shut down, too. I don't think they're playing favoritisms or anything like that. It's just these guys ended up getting smacked with it. And that's the show. But as but once again, to end it, as for preserving that shit, that's just a bullshit argument. The games are going to be here forever. They're not going anywhere. I just think people are salty that they can't play the games that they want to play. And it's a very, very small niche market. Same with the market that you're talking about, with the guy that sells $300 Super Nintendo systems. Guy like me isn't going to buy them. A guy like you probably would to experience it because that's it. But we're talking, and I'm a hardcore collector, and we're talking like a, a niche of a niche. And so it's not like this guy is is rolling in millions of dollars in sales of these things. It's going to be a certain amount of people he, that he are just. He specifically you know, said, "I'm building this for a niche market. That's why it's a little bit expensive than the normal stuff because some people want the super high fidelity thing." Yeah. Well, they That's just cool. want to be able like, to plug the card the, in and have it work like it was. We actually to. talked about him like a couple of months ago on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think it's awesome. How, like, you, I, yeah, I would, went through the whole process. I don't even have the wall of games Jeff does, and I wouldn't yeah. mind having one just because uh, I know I can rely on it better than any other piece of hardware that's on yeah. the market to do It'll it. It'll just work. And I don't need to have fucking three hundred dollars in converters to make it not look or play like ho- a horse shit. With uh, f- like 15 frames of input latency, so that when Jeff and I play Family Feud and I'm trying to type in, you know, horsecock for my family name, it doesn't take me extra time. I want to be mm-hmm. able to do that immediately. You want it's a horsecock immediately. Exactly. It's, it's very important. It's a very important thing. Um, despite a rough generation, and that's an understatement for Microsoft. Uh, the gaming division has managed to, for the first time, break $10 billion this fiscal year. Uh, despite the fact that they haven't really been selling that many consoles or, or that many games. Uh, and so this shows just how incredibly lucrative the games as a service uh, system is. Because that's where the majority of their money is coming what from or the what are the like I, I i read what you were saying there i was a little confused just so it's um, things like the xbox live uh service it's things like the game pass uh thing where or, or whatever they have it called where you can um you can oh, play you have, whatever like, games. games or whatever yeah like you have games on there that you can play oh. as long as you hold the service down uh and they're uh, remember at e3 they were talking about how like brand new games are going to show up the first party so the forza stuff or halo Shows up day one. You have access to it if you're paying monthly for that service. Stuff like that. All of those things. um, Which games on a micro level have also, you know, done that the free-to-play market is a games-as-a-service, for example. But from a console perspective, yes, it's those additive services that they provide that that generate so much money. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just posing that it's probably... Uh, a pretty strong indicator that that model is going to continue to dominate going forward. I don't personally make use of of the games as service stuff all that much. I don't though. I don't think either of you guys do so much either. Well, what is your? How do you feel about games as a service versus just let's call it the legacy way of of acquiring and playing your games 
Um, do you think that there's more value or do you think that, that, uh, there's less value, but they're doing it because they know they're going to make, <laughs> they're going to make more money off of you versus trying to just sell you a straight up copy of the game. Well, they're, for one, they're not preserving their games very well if there's no physical copies, so maybe they didn't think that one through fully. Because <laughs> eventually those hard drives are going to shut down on people and It'll their be games are going to be gone forever. It's like the last, <laughs> the last multiplayer game of Halo 2. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, listen, I, I think, it's, I think the, the online stuff is great. Um, I think it's good for the industry. I think it's, uh, it's, it's just the way the world is going. Um, not only in terms of, of consuming television, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people aren't going to the movies as much because TV is so great. Um, and Netflix is, and HBO and all these other things, the television is just putting on mini movies. Yeah. Straight up. And in a lot of cases, like real movies, like real quality shit that you would pay in a theater to go see, you can see in the comfort of your own home. I think that there's nothing wrong with doing that at all for for the virtual market. I think it's great. Um, And I use them both. I buy physical copies and I buy digital stuff. I buy the physical copies to to IPs that I really enjoy that I want to have some eye candy on my shelf. And also, to be honest, I just feel like I'm getting a little bit more value when I actually buy a physical product. I'm getting the same thing, but but it just feels like I, I have something tangible. Like it feels like I'm... Yeah, uh, like my money, Possession like I, nine I, tenths of the law. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so that's that's the I way I do you. it. So, if if there's stuff that you know that I don't really care about, or uh, some sort of 3D game that I want to play, or you know, some game I just don't really care about that I'm like iffy about, then I'll just buy it on the uh, on the store and call it a day and install it and play it and then uninstall it and never look at it again. But as for the games I love, which there's not a lot for the new generation consoles. I have them all sitting on the wall, or actually, the majority of them are in the console room, just sitting on the table, and and that's the show. It would be nice though if we got a little discount for buying it on the uh, on the store, but I can see why they don't do that because that would murder uh, game sales for stores and retailers, and uh, it would that would I mean be, Amazon does it. Well, I guess I suppose to an extent. Game, game, yeah. GameStop's going down one way or another. Game, it don't GameStop matter anyway. Is, GameStop is going down. <laughs> uh, but like things like Walmart and and other big other big places sure. that sell games, uh, they they would definitely suffer. I mean, even think about like saving ten bucks. Uh, you, that would be huge. I mean, five dollars. When five Amazon bucks. added that three dollar discount on pre-ordering a game on Prime, yeah, it's huge. GameStop tanked. Yeah. People yep. are like, I will save three bucks if I just order this on Amazon, and they'll just send it to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, I think I, I'm I'm on board with the games as a service in in depending on who you are as a as a consumer. So there are people that only have uh, so many hours in the day uh, to play games, and so having you know paying for let's say twenty dollars a month to have access to a, uh, a library of games um, on, a, on the Xbox might not work out for them all that well because they're not going to get their money's worth. They can, only, they can only get through you know so many games in the run of a month or the run mm-hmm. of two or three months. Uh, and so they, it's not worth it for them. Instead, it's better off to just go out and buy a game for, for 80 bucks and, and then ride that baby off into the sunset. And then when they have more time and there's a game they're interested in, do it all over again. But for a lot of uh, younger people with more disposable time um, uh, and maybe not as much disposable money, 
doing 20 bucks a month or, or even 30 bucks a month mm-hmm. is going to look really fucking good because yep. they're going to plow through two to three games a month and they're paying 30 bucks uh, yes, so. and it's available. So as long as they keep adding games and the people can keep up with it and the games are games that they want to play, then that's a, a fantastic value proposition, yes. much so like Netflix. Some, yeah, if we do a little bit of math, it's what, 20 bucks a month or something? Uh, I'm actually not sure the exact it's price like, of it. It might be 15 bucks a month or something, but that would be like 180 bucks a year to maybe like, you know, 240 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's about four games. Now, a lot of these subscription services, you see it with MoviePass and all that, they bank on the fact that out oh, of convenience one, and one it sec- not being... Sorry, Panic. Uh, it's actually on sale. Not not, I'm not getting anybody to kick back on this. It's normally... Uh, one month. Uh, I think there's a sale or some shit on right now. Oh no, it's one month. Okay, so uh, one month is eleven dollars ninety nine cents Canadian. So it's like well, ten bucks. It'd be like nine ninety nine or yeah, eight ninety nine American in, in the states. So one hundred twenty bucks a year. It says get unlimited access to a hundred Xbox One and Xbox three sixty games on the Xbox One for that monthly price. That's fucking crazy. If they keep adding to that shit and they don't like pull a Netflix yeah. and start taking stuff out of circulation, that's insane. That's a good value. But again, <laughs> they bank on the fact that, you know, one, the digital copy won't cost them any more than what they usually do to distribute. Yep. Mm-hmm. And two, um, they're going to bank on someone just forgetting about them having the service and they're going to they're going to get like 20, 30, 40, <laughs> 50 bucks before someone realizes and cancels. Mm-hmm. Um so a lot of the subscription services run on that premise and to Nintendo, uh, to Xbox having games on there already. And just like, it's just a way to skim the market a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause probably there's a lot of those games that people wouldn't necessarily buy. Oh, of course. There's, there's a lot like of Netflix, games that they would. There's a lot of yeah. shows that people will not, You're just touch, not going to watch, right? but it's no. there. It gives you options. It makes it seem yeah. more appealing and more value. So someone will throw you the nine ninety nine a month. And you mm-hmm. know, if they play or not, it doesn't really impact microsoft at that point so i think it's pretty smart um for me personally i'm not huge on the games as a service thing even though i'd probably get a ton of value out of it um i'm kind of like jeff i like i i I like holding copies of my games i I download plenty of games but you know there's just something i you know nice about having a cartridge or having the game and i'm i'm old school i grew up on that that's like my mentality it's weird when it's a digital game for me sometimes i'm just like Oh, what happens if this breaks? Do I have to like transfer the like when my 3DS died and I got a new one? I'm like, oh crap! I have to figure out how to transfer my licenses and crap, and mm-hmm. you know how to do all of that. And, you know, that's like a headache too. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's a great model and it's nice to have the options. So you know, more power to uh, more power to Xbox, I guess. Yeah, I, I look at it kind of in the same way that they're that these movie pass things that we that, that we've yeah, been talking about, about that. is yeah. it's very very similar to that right and it's and some of it is definitely banking on the fact that people aren't going to extract all the value from it they're yeah. they're not going to you know blow they're up the servers with downloading certain games they're not going to yeah. do anything like that so there's going to be uh some some value for xbox's division in in that regard um and so yeah i think it's just a, a an extension of that and i mean if you look at it if you're doing uh, you know, Xbox Live, and that's twelve bucks a month, and then uh, Canadian, and then you're doing Game Pass, another twelve bucks a month. Uh, after tax, what thirty thirty bucks a month, and you've got all of their online services. You've got the Game Pass 
that includes even you know newer titles that are coming out on day one. You get access to that stuff if it's a first-party title. Um, and then on top of that, looking at it, they've got a thing going on. I mean, this tells me how much I, I haven't used an Xbox in forever. Um, but if you have a if you have gold, which is you know your your basically your Xbox Live membership essentially at this point, you get some pretty deep discounts on games. Yeah. Um, not all of them, but a fair chunk of them. For example, City Skylines, which is a pretty a pretty popular game. Uh, if you have gold, it's sixteen bucks instead of forty, mm-hmm. uh, which is a pretty a pretty impressive discount. So there's they're definitely trying to provide as much value as possible to get you onto a subscription yep, yep. because it obvious and obviously that means that they make more money doing that than they do it any other way yep um but our, uh, uh yeah our good friend jorbach actually in chat just made a comment that reminds us why we also should worry about digital services and the whole archiving thing that uh adam was talking about <laughs> jorbach says if steam died my soul would be wrenched to the horrid netherworld Ha! Yeah, because all of those games gone. Yeah, and it's gone. And it's gone. So yeah, again, I mean, for, for a subscription thing, though, you know, it's like, yeah, you're paying for the service, and if the service goes away, you can Your accept games go it away. a little. You can yeah. accept that a little bit. Like that was what the value proposition were was. Mm-hmm. But for like a digital service where it's like you own the games, kind of like Steam, that's a little bit different. Like, what happens if Steam dies? Tomorrow. Yeah, so so I'll end this on this because we got to keep this we got to yep. get this train going. But um, um, this is a great service for anybody that plays a shit ton of video games, like people that are buying a lot of games or just playing a lot. There's an, an a tremendous amount of value. It's like me going to the movie theater. Like those things work for me perfectly because I'm actually going to save money. Same with the people that are using this service that play a lot of games. It's the people that are casuals that are just getting on it for the sake of getting on it, thinking that they're getting an amazing deal, but it's only an amazing deal if they're buying a lot of games in the run of a year. So the thing is, is the vast majority of people aren't really crunching a lot of numbers. They're not overthinking it. And then a lot of the time is their situations change. So one time, you know, maybe they start working, they start to become an adult and now they don't have enough time to play as much games as they used to, but they just keep the membership anyway. That is good for everyone. Xbox are also not shipping like out the potential of being able to play games, even though they of, might not of course. Want, might not be able to. And also, the, these people that are signing up, them owning the game isn't it. It, it isn't a bet. They don't care about that. Like they wouldn't sign up if they wanted to own the game. It's like it's like uh, getting a Netflix, uh, uh, whatever, like a subscription. Listen, I know I don't own all the seasons of Breaking Bad. I can watch them on Netflix. I know I don't own all the seasons of the 100. I can buy them on 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 eBay or whatever, um, or watching a lot of the movies. I can purchase them elsewhere. The thing is, is I'm opting out from owning physical copies of all these shows and all these movies that I like. But instead, I, I'm just opting in to just stream them online and watch them whenever I want. I know that those shows can disappear at any time, so it's up to me to want to watch those or binge watch them. Like an expected part of the service. Yeah, it's an expected part of the agreement, and and that's why people normally. I'm sure there'd be some people that are disappointed, like ah fuck, they got rid of that game before I got to play it. Shit, I I knew I should have played it. I I held it off for a while, but there. But a lot of most people aren't going to be like fuck you. I'm I'm canceling my shit tomorrow because you got rid of this. It just kind of comes with territory. So, you know, the people that are that are signing that contract, they're not naively signing it. 
they they know what they're getting themselves into uh, for the most part. So I think it's just a win-win for everybody. I don't think it's a bad thing in any way, shape, or form. Kudos mm. to Xbox. Imagine if PlayStation did that. I'd they sign do. up for it. Like, to get all the PS1 games, all the PS2 oh, games. No, they don't do that far. Holy fuck, can you imagine? All those JRPGs that you could play. Uh, uh, I mean, holy tits. Imagine how amazing for $10 or uh, you know, even fifteen dollars a month. Well, I mean, I, I I think I fucked myself a bit there when I said thirty bucks a month or whatever, because I was that's that's where uh, you now know where my where my yeah where my consumer limit is, right? Yeah. Where if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna tell me, but if you're gonna, but that would of course mean that they don't cycle shit out like Netflix does. Just leave it all up and add to it over time, because like yeah, if Sony went out tomorrow. And 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 it came up with a way. Well, first of all, it could emulate on a PS4 Pro, which yeah. I think is a load of bullshit that they don't in the first place. And I don't mean in terms of putting a disc in, but having like to play having the a old ser- stuff. having a service to play some of the old stuff proper. Uh, if they came out tomorrow and they just opened up their first party library and some of the stuff that they still have contacts from games that came out on their older consoles and just started fucking slapping that shit in there and then just put that up on like a $30 a month. I'd be on that shit. I would jump on that like white, white on. My yep. whole stream would change. It'd be like that for the next year, it's going to be old school JRPGs, fucking the like yep. Dino Crisis. I'd be playing all these fucking, oh, it'd be awesome. It'd be amazing. And, and they would destroy Xbox again. It's, <laughs> it's like, shit on. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there, there's the, the dream. There, it is there. The dream. It's obviously there are reasons why it hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure we'll eventually kind of creep there. Xbox is in the midst of it now. The problem yeah. for them is that they have to get permission or, or license to, to put a lot of these games back out there. And the, the game IPs have changed hands like four or five times in some cases over the years. And so it's not just as easy as, hey, why don't you just have... Yeah. Have all these games up on the gun already? Let me go. It's just because you, you, you can't. It's physically uh, not possible for them to, uh, to or not physically not possible, but legally not yeah. possible for them to do it. Uh, one little quick thing for games that we jump right into uh, the, oh the movie thing. And I mean, Jesus. very quick in terms of I'm reading it. Uh, a modder created a hardcore mod for uh, Morrowind, uh, made all sorts of uh, changes to weapons and items, uh, making them more useful um, and removing a lot of the exploits that people have leaned on for years. So you can't just go in, go to like your three favorite spots, get a Daedric Daikatana, fucking summon and then soul capture your own golden saint, apply like some stupid enchantment to your sword and literally one shot the rest of the game from level two. You can't do that shit anymore in this in this mod. They've made huge sweeping changes in terms of of... of where stuff even drops at certain levels, uh, and it completely changes the game entirely, and it makes shit like that that shitty, you know, fire enchanted cheating dagger that you find in like Balmora early game that you wouldn't even try to waste on a rat. You, you you wouldn't even use that in the old game. Now all of a sudden that shit's looking good, and you'll actually make use of stuff again. And that like weird ring that does five points of fire damage, yeah, that's also useful now. So awesome, I just Adam. thought it, I, I just thought it was cool. That's Jeff, that's I have a awesome. Question. Yeah. What year is it? Yeah. Zero 20, fucks given year. It's, it's 2018. We just talked about emulating old games. I think it somehow makes makes sense. James Gunn got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy director role after, in 2009, he made some seriously kind of questionable jokes, even for 2009. But motherfucker, it was a decade ago, and this guy got removed after doing a killer job and not 
not opening his mouth even a little bit out of line on social media for so much time. And then they come in and they, they fucking find, they dig up the shit, they send it to Disney and somebody at Disney, you know, loses their shit and says, I wouldn't be able to sleep if, you know, we didn't just fire this guy. And so here we are, despite the fact that there's been a petition with 200 and some thousand people sign it to bring him back. And despite the fact that people within the movies, the actors are like, guys, stupid. <laughs> the guy's a great man. He's not, guys. he's not a pedophile. He's not a racist. You can't have it both ways though. This is, <laughs> this is the exact byproduct of the type of society and social discourse we as people have been promoting over the past couple of years. What's like what you say can be weaponized to use against you. It doesn't matter when you said it or how you said it. If someone's got a cause against you, they will use it against you. And that's what happened to James Gunn. He said he he's done a lot of off color things. Doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad person. But we're at a point where if you say the wrong thing at the wrong time, the world will come down on you. Well, here's the thing. He didn't actually say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Uh, He said the wrong thing. Period. Eight, Ten years nine ago. years ago, right? <laughs> and, no, 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 but and, what I'm saying is the mentality has been that if you've ever said something wrong, we're going to use it against you as a way to, like, you <laughs> know, silence criticism or whatever. And it's been being used heavily on racism, social issues, and everything under the sun. So, you know, at the same, it sucks that he got fired, but at the same time, if that's the bar that's been set across for like holding people accountable for things, you can't apply it differently to different people. Well, sure, okay. sure you can. So, so okay. So I am so a fucking here, manatee. All right. Okay. So, so, so here's can. for for those that don't know, because I probably yeah. know more about this than than both of you combined, and probably a lot of people that are that are listening in this. So this is this is what happened. Educate me, Jeff. A bajillion years ago, mm. all right, Gunn went out on Twitter and he was saying some some really bad jokes, like some dark humor, some really bad stuff about like fucking boys, uh, some really weird shit. Like, and I mean, you have to read the tweets to get the sort of the context of it. It's not as like, oh, I'd like to stick my fucking wang in a boy right now. But it was like some very dark humor stuff. Also, James Gunn came from a different a uh, production company that were that was producing very crazy outlandish films and really dark humor Cannibal and very the story or whatever yes crazy very ones. weird very very weird shit Those grindhouse so, movies grindhouse movies yeah, so this this Gunn. this wasn't this wasn't anything that was like i should say out of the norm in fact uh, it was a lot of people for grindhouse it was normal for grindhouse and back in the day that was just like how people no I shouldn't say how people talk because it it, it is disturbing but yeah it was like it was okay to say some of those things without Comedians somebody shitting were saying some crazy exactly. shit in 2009 exactly so but but here's here's the kicker so disney actually knew about all of this years ago they had and to have. even seen stuff. and oh yeah and even before he did guardians okay so there is there is a petition about all of this stuff long before disney uh, uh, hired him on when he started to become big time. There were some some haters out there that was like this. This Disney swept it under the rug and didn't didn't. Uh, and I actually think at one point they did mention it, but I I could be you know a source that I listened to that could be incorrect. But they definitely knew about it. And trust me, when Disney hires people, they do extensive. And I mean extensive background checks on these people to make sure that they're not you know fucking crazy or or whatever the case may be but anywho 
The reason why James Gunn got outed the way he did is because James Gunn is a very left-wing guy. And he was going after Donald Trump like a motherfucker. And he was going on about Roseanne and and the stuff that she was saying, along with guys like Mark Hamill, along with guys like uh, Chris Evans, along with guys that are super left-wing dudes. Some right-wing 4chan users. (laughs) That's literally it. So the right-wing guys that wanted to get back at James Gunn, and it was it's a totally a a a political and a and a fucking gong show of a move and and so the right wings concocted another uh thing and brought up this dug up all these old tweets that wasn't even and and James Gunn deleted his entire shit years ago like deleted everything well, went and publicly archive. went and yeah went and publicly apologized for the comments he made before made amends with everybody everything was cool disney knew about it they swept it under the rug he he changed completely as a person he he said he went through therapy and it, the way you know he grew up he's starting to get older his his uh he realized that the jokes were not landing and they they just weren't you know, they weren't politically funny. correct. It wasn't funny. It was just offsetting. And and he apologized for it and everything was good. And anybody that has worked with James Gunn over the last like eight years has said the guy has been nothing but a saint. He's a perfect person to work with. He creates awesome films. Hell, you have uh, 90% of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, uh, actors and actresses going out on Twitter and social media and Instagram fighting for James Gunn and saying that this is crazy like this guy's everybody that works with him is like he's the nicest warmest person that you could ever know but fuck when he was a when he was in his early 20s he was saying some shit and 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 he made amends for it and everybody was everybody was cool but the moment that he started attacking the right side and 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 calling out donald trump on his obvious idios the fact that he's a fucking moron and 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 calling out roseanne and saying and then the right wing is like well it's the same thing if rose and can't say those it's not the same thing it's completely different sure uh, things are both disturbing but one happened many moons ago when when everybody wasn't walking on eggshells and it was clearly a joke and it was clearly uh dealt with when it was and this was totally political it was a total social move and and that's the reason why he got cut and they and they made a big stink of it because everybody's so high and mighty about everybody's feelings these days and the moment that disney got put on put on a on on hot on hot fucking coals they had no choice but to fire the guy because they didn't want the blowback and that's it and now you've got that's over a quarter of a million people going live saying what the fuck dude this guy's making you billions of dollars and and yeah, and, and, and 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 he's done nothing wrong the actors are saying everything is cool but the, i don't but disagree be, with you fucking crazy i don't i don't disagree with you i'm just saying effectively like what happened in james gunn is a product of the culture that has been fostered over the past couple of years. Now, if you look at it from the other side, again, I'm not I'm not placing emphasis or, or even judgment on any of the values that either side you want to divide it up. But it's effectively the same thing. When a racist or conservative or whoever, however you want to phrase it, says something off color that you know the other side doesn't like, they 
try to rain down fire and fury. And, you know, back in the day, there used to be civil discourse. But now it's like, no, I am going to try to fucking ruin you. But I'm what happens when, when comedians, why is it okay for Dave Chappelle to go on and, and call transvestites fucking, you know, whatever? Because he's a comedian. He's got a wall pass, but yet he can on, sign a $60 million yeah. deal for two episodes with Netflix. And, 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 and there ain't fuck that, all. Yeah. Like, it's fucking stupid, that, dude. I'm just saying it's an inconsistent situation. But at the same time, he's, he's black, so you can't yeah. go after a minority. You, oh, you, suppo- have to, you have to be careful. You have to go yeah. after. Yeah. Right now, it's the minefield of PCness. You've got to you got to go after the 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 white population as much as humanly possible right now. Uh, but you know, it is. It's, you know, you you say that Disney didn't have a choice. I'm tired of giving companies that yeah. that right away. Yeah. Um, the. They had a choice, and they yep. made the demonstrably wrong one yep. um, by pretty much every account that you could possibly make. They wouldn't have lost a goddamn red cent if they kept him on and came out and defended him and said, look, guys, this shit happened 10 years ago. This stuff was done in context. Humor, it's dark. You might not agree with it. And it might not. And we don't and, agree with it. And it might but, not conform with Disney's values right now. But guess what? Ever since we hired him, he has conformed to our values. And on top of that, he's already addressed all the shit that you fucking crazy bastards are digging up on the dark web of the fucking internet to try and get him fired. And then done. And done. it's done. Instead, it's done. instead, they perpetuate this insanity, this character assassination game, whereby mm-hmm. everyone and anyone can be taken down from any height of any period of time of career. You're talking about people that could be uh, 30, 40 years into a fucking illustrious career that have that has barely done anything wrong by anyone. And if they had done some tiny little fucking thing that they've already dealt with, it's already been addressed, but it's been forgotten by the public, and now there's a bunch of 20-something-year-olds that don't even know about it, and you bring that shit up, and it's a witch hunt, then they ruin their entire fucking career. We don't look at the rest of this person's life. We don't look at whether or not they've atoned for it and apologized and moved on from it. We don't actually use any context at all. It's, it happened. It doesn't matter the context in which it happened. All I know is that I'm upset either for myself or I'm upset for somebody else who probably isn't even upset about this in the first place. Fuck them. Take them down. Ruin their lives. Dox them. Tell everyone where they live, where, how much money they make, get them out of their jobs, have them working at McDonald's for the rest of their fucking lives. Maybe they'll kill themselves and we'll get a laugh out of it. That's where we're at right now. And it's horseshit. It's absolute horseshit. And, and the scary thing is, this is being perpetuated and induced by a tiny fucking fraction of the population. Yeah. And yeah. companies are folding. The companies are the problem. If the companies stood up for this shit, then the small people would shut the fuck up because they're not going anywhere. Imagine when you were back in school and you're watching kids cave into everything that the bully with the small dick was going around taking lunch money and they just kept falling down. What does the bully do? He comes back. He gets your lunch money the next day and the next day and the fucking next day until you're three years deep and you haven't had a lunch and you're anorexic and you look like you just came out of fucking Ethiopia. And instead... The people that stand up and you see like that video of that like bigger kid body slammed the fuck out of his bully dropped his ass on his head like he was Lil Wayne trying to keep up with Eminem and he's out there fucking doing it and that bully stopped fucking instantaneously. You know why? Because he got stood up to full stop and you're going to fall down and roll over and blow a bunch of middle aged fuck boy right wing extremists 
who are out to do literally nothing but just try and perpetuate some fuckery, and you're yeah. gonna do it, and you're gonna do it because you think you're a family company? Come on, fuck yourself. You had a choice. Yeah. You made the wrong one. Bring the guy back. It's not gonna happen. But but fucking stand up to this shit. I don't actually blame the people doing it. They're lost causes. They're all insane. They should be in an asylum tied up in a white jacket with a padded fucking four-cell wall and fed fucking bread and water for the rest of their lives. I don't fucking care about those people. They can do... The world is dark and full of fucking retards. It's just the way that it's been now, the way it's always been. The internet's just making it easier for them to find themselves and actually wield some power to a bunch of weak-minded fucking idiots that run these major companies. I don't blame them. I blame the companies who fold to them because ultimately that's where the buck stops. It's not the guys yelling into the void on the internet. It's when somebody up in Disney or up in, excuse me, up in fucking arena net or up in any of these cases uh, of people doing insane, crazy shit ages ago, or that shouldn't be a fire, uh, a situation of being fired. Them dropping the hammer and saying, Oh, we're so sorry guys. Please stop blasting us on Twitter. Like, fuck off. You're the problem, not just a bunch of little, like, people, you know, screaming, like I said, into the void. It's it's fucking crazy. So yep. I feel for James Gunn. I hope yep. he does well. I'm sure other people are going to pick him up. He's going to make oh, other yeah. companies oh, yeah. billions of, of dollars. Oh, and, and, yeah. and it is what it is. But I it's, feel it's, for him, though. And it sucks for the, for the franchise of Guardians of the Galaxy, but it is what it is. Uh, lastly, in movies, and then we'll move on. Steph, Sean, uh, pick it up. Uh, lastly is uh, Mission Impossible comes out. Today, uh, I'm going to oh, go see shit. it tomorrow, and apparently it's the best Mission Impossible ever. Mm. Uh, it's like a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes, oh. and apparently it's like transformative. It's basically like a Christopher Sunday. Nolan movie uh, uh, on Coke. So, I can't wait to go see it. Mm. Apparently it's amazing. Jeff, so. hit me up with the sound of tech support. Tech support. I've literally uh, got eight minutes. Yep. Uh, I haven't looked at any of these questions yet, so I'm trying to figure out. Here we go. Chico, $1,450 lifetime because he's a Woo! fucking god. If you could change one part of your body other than making your trouser snake bigger, fair ball, uh, what would it be? I'm going to go with take a good three inches off my legs so I can buy some fucking jeans. That's what I'm going to mm, say. Mm. I'm okay with six foot three. I don't need mm. to be six foot six. That shit's fucked up. Make me six foot three and let me go into the friggin' gap and buy some overpriced jeans with holes in it. That's what you I want to like do. You don't like capris? Not really. I don't want to show my ankles off. I'm not a fucking harlot. Uh, uh, you go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I would change my genetics so that my fat would not stay on my belly. It would be more evenly distributed. Mm, you and my my legs are toned right now. Ninety percent of the human population. Yeah, man. I'll go with the ninety percent. <laughs> they got gonna, the right idea. I'm gonna go with uh, being able to grow a full blown beard. So, like, you know, being able to grow mm, like I, like thick, if I could move what's down here, here. Yeah. If I could just take like in a game and just shift the texture up. Just then actually my, have to an inch. Because I, I, like I don't need I don't need a beard down here. Well, I don't that's need to shave this. That's yeah, what I, I get low. You can see it. It goes all the way down to there. But yeah. I can't like I can grow like this little tiny like mini strip, and then there's a gap here. I'd like to be able to get the whole thing going. I just can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, like mine just grows all the way like up to. Oh, there's that picture we have with like one of my beard was like all luscious and full from when you came to visit New York. Yeah, I'm gonna actually find that and put should, that in chat. Yeah, it was. Gotta grow that beard back out, except it was then, fi- it was then a people fire will be beard. Uh, screaming I've been at you to go back to your like, country. 
Well, that too. Um, but no, it's like <laughs> um, my beard started graying in areas, and it's like full on gray in certain parts. So I trim it down. Yeah, that's that's perfectly fair. Uh, perfectly yeah. fair. Um, what is Black <laughs> Jimmy? Five twenty five lifetime current one hundred dollar pledge because he's got S- sweet mother of God. Uh, what is something inconsequential that people do that irks you for no reason? So basically, what's a pet peeve that other people do? Just something small that people, other people do. Um, um, definitely for me is scrape their cutlery on plates. Mm. That shit fucking drives me nuts. And I don't even need to know them. Like at all, and I'll tell them, "Whoa, easy, bro." Like I'm like, I, like it, it <laughs> aggravates me. Like usually you let shit slide for people that because you're like, "All right, I don't know them." I could like know you for two seconds, and if you're scraping your cutlery on your plate, I will tell you. <laughs> Can you not do that? That's perfectly fair. Um, if you're one of them jackasses that will stand on the left side of an escalator, ah, uh. <laughs> yeah. Especially when someone's standing to the right of you. That's pretty bad. Um, I got, I, I, I'll, I'll go with two quick ones. One, uh, when you're on a highway, or not on a highway, but just like, uh, just like a, let's say, a, uh, well, yeah, we'll call it a highway. And somebody, you're already doing like a little bit above the speed limit, as, as you know, like most normal people do, because you got places to go. And somebody passes you doing like, I don't know, five kilometers an hour faster than you're driving. So it takes them a while to get past you. They still manage to find a way to cut you off because they decide that once they're like three feet out in front of you, it's okay to make the change and get back over to your lane. And then they take the next exit 14 feet ahead of them. So that shit drives me fucking wild. Uh, And then uh, outside of vehicles, I'm going to go with I hate passive aggressiveness like nobody's business. I want to slap somebody in the mouth every time I get passive aggressive from anyone. It's mostly women that does that shit. But I know mm. lots of guys that do it too. You get mm. a problem with what I'm doing? I want say you to it. tell me. I want you yeah, to tell just me. Say it. And odds are, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to apologize for it, and I'm going to stop doing it. But don't be passive aggressive about it, and expect me to pick up on your fucking like kung fu mind trick signals, and then just stop doing it or or change it. That shit drives me wild. Just be straightforward. Stop with the bullshit. Nobody's got time for that these days. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody's got time for that shit. Um, did you guys, Jetrix, $6,850, yep, did you guys ever get a chance to discuss Lord of War? I don't know if we did, but I did eventually watch it. It is a good movie, one of Nicolas Cage's best uh, movies, and it's just very interesting that uh, it's it's based in, in reality as much as Jared it is. Jared Leto doesn't suck ass in. I, I've never seen it, so I can't say. You should watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah. enjoy it. It's an interesting. It's in. It's an interesting film. It's, it's almost not a crazy it's, Nick Cage movie. It's almost done in like a pseudo documentary style. It's yeah. kind of. It's kind of interesting in the way that they uh, that they did it. Uh, I did watch Dread again uh, after we talked about it. Ooh, yeah. Does it does it hold up? <laughs> yeah, man. I was. I watched it. I'm like, it's actually better than the first time I saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. Smash Bop. $12.50 lifetime, $12.50 current pledge. Shoutouts hey. for the most random number I've seen to date. Hey, we'll Let's take go. it. We'll take Let's it, go. man. Thank you so much. I'm liking that extra 50 cents. Mm. 
What is the smallest decision you've made uh, that ended up having a huge impact on your life? Mm. I'm going to go with, I can still remember it clear as day. I was 11 years old sitting in the dentist chair and the dentist said, your son's going to need braces for straight teeth. And my parents looked at me and said, do you want braces? And I said, no. Because I was 11 years old, and what 11-year-old goes, yeah, give me the braces. Uh, so that was a poor life choice, and I still I still hate my parents for not just forcing that shit on me. Just, you know, that would have been... I'm on my been, second round of braces right now, so yeah. Because now i got to pay out of pocket. It's like six grand. I don't got that kind of fucking money. Uh, just, you know, come on. Just, just if I, with my kids... <laughs> I got a choice. There's no yeah, question. You're getting braces, motherfuckers. You're getting braces. The, uh, the yeah. dentist asked the children, do you want braces? I said, what are you asking them for? Luckily, Look over here. Luckily, within that time, technology will be so good, they'll probably just fucking give them teeth. Right? Rip the so teeth you, out you, and you, just you, put just posts in with porcelain them. veneers. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. get it over with now. But yeah, that, I'm going to say that's, that's, that's my, uh, my smallest that turned into an expensive mistake. Man. I don't know. I actually just don't know. It's like a hard one to quantify. Yeah, because I don't. Because like this, like a very small decision. Like I, you don't I, that, look back on it. You look back based on the impact that decision had. You don't yeah. like think about it. Like you say, oh, you no wow, longer that had a huge think impact about on it. my life. Yeah, yeah you, you don't yeah. longer think, think like, about it as oh, a, a small, small decision. Choice. You look yeah. back and go, I that fuck. I f- yeah. <laughs> I yeah. fucked up. Um, none of us man. have any uh, any any illegitimate children, so we uh, we avoided that. No, I don't know, um, man. Like small decisions, like dude, I don't know. Like that impacted. There's only a few things I, that I believe like really impacted my life, but you know, one of them was getting, asking Adam to do a YouTube channel. I mean, that was a pretty <laughs> small, a very small thing that I was for fun that I had no fucking Adam clue. I'm going to be that, laughing like that for the next seven hours. Oh, and then it's going to be like, I hate you. Know, you. Oh, would, that's God. definitely, that's probably one, I would probably say that's one of the smaller, impactful things ever um, that I've done because it wasn't meant to be anything more than just fucking around. I would so, actually. I would say me going to IEM at Comic-Con in 2012. Um, I went on a total lark just because I was able to get a ticket. And I did some photography there. And by fluke, I ran into a couple of like, people who are now my best friends. Got super into photography. They've been since been to about 60 more conventions and just done a ton of stuff. So I'd say maybe that one because I went totally on a lark. Someone's like, you want to go? I'm like. Everything happens got, for a reason. Got nothing going on. I'll go. Last one. Will Hawkins, eighty bucks lifetime, ten ten dollar current. Said kind of morbid, but what do you think is the worst way to accidentally die? Falling into a wood chipper. Oh, fuck. <laughs> or like an industrial an industrial shredder. Have you seen Have you seen Fargo? Hey there. Oh what my. What you doing there with your bud? God, the, I I, I did. I watched I watched somebody look put a camera inside an industrial shredder like the big ass teeth that like fold in on top of each other and all I could run through my mind was fuck me if you put your foot <laughs> Have you ever watched that movie Mannequin? They have an industrial shredder and the guy like falls in when he gets oh, turned into a mannequin. God, that's so bad. I'm he gonna falls go into the industrial shredder. I'm going with industrial shredder uh horrific accident. 
which really oh. most of those are hidden behind like 14 feet of tubes. So you have to actually go out of your way to get fucked by Ooh. one. But someone in chat just had a really good one. Uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> That's David the way. Carradine way to go. Yeah. Strangling my own throat, masturbating, as Eminem once said. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the Tech Alpha podcast. We got to get out of here. Jeff and I have to talk about some stuff. I have to edit some podcast stuff and then get to sleep and then go enjoy not looking at a computer screen for a couple of days. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Here's a end screen with out of uh, out of date names on it. I'm going to go and uh, get the the real list. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, as always, shout outs to Jetrix, Postal Panda, Matt M, Chico, Toad of Steel, Black Jimmy, Jamaica Jazz, Adam B, Derek P, and Martin for being heroes, and a whole mm. host of other people. Mr. Miyagi, Soft Shoe. You guys know there's a whole whack. You fucking know who you are. You're a bunch of gods. Every single fucking one of you. Yes, you're thank you guys. Keep it going, man. You guys keep the show going. Keep the dream alive. We will be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, oh, we with got back over. We got back over three thousand dollars on Patreon. We did. We oh, went. I up. know the Patreon who did it because he was the one that I tweeted you about. We were doing D and D last night. Let's go. Awesome, Sam, dude. He was just let's like, go. "Holy shit, I'm going to contribute right now." Can I be completely wow. honest with you guys? You. I looked at that number and I actually thought we went down because it was so close to just three k even, and I forgot that we had dropped below. <laughs> Yeah, no, we were. I think we were like fifty dollars below ish, and now we're eight dollars up. So let's go. Thank you, Panics friend. Let's go. Shout out to Panics D and D friend, dude. He loves you too. He was set like, him on fire when he when he found out. He was taught, ranting and raving about how much he loves you guys. Well, oh, we bro. love him right back, yeah, man. We, we do. really do appreciate it, and everybody that supports he, the um, uh, the podcast. He is met really... you guys in Anaheim. Oh, awesome! Well, there you go. Yeah, we, we thank you all th- so much. We're still going strong after long after a year now. We're just gonna keep this. We're just gonna keep this shit going. This is where we talk the shit, and you guys show up, and keep I rage and rant. And, yeah, that's it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you once again, and until we do see you, peace, peace. peace.